Hello everyone, it is Hotline League episode 138. We're coming right at you live from Los Angeles, California. And it's going to be a spicy one tonight. Is Not only do we have another team that has qualified in, but we're going to have a TSMTL grudge match coming up this weekend. Double of eight tactical for stealing his job. Of course, this, he said uh, it in an interview today, or on a on a stream today. This is that true? No, it's the opposite. Oh well. Anyway, this uh, show's sponsored by Alienware. I'm joined by my constant co-host Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark? Uh, it's going. I'm really curious how it's going for you, to be honest. Given that you know it's uh, August 31st. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what really what are you referencing? How- nothing i just you know it's almost a new month you know i always feel like new months are big deals so i'm just curious how you're doing i'm hanging in there you know is what i would say is this how the conversation is going to go tonight i'm pretty scared you're going to be out of the loop on everything yeah I, like i don't get I this mean, everyone cool. is out of the loop on this it's just like a mark and travis thing he's yeah. mark okay here's here's what i'll say mark <laughs> asked me for a favor i hard committed ambitiously to finishing that favor by the end of August. And I did not undersell the favor and repeatedly told him pretty big favor. That and is I kept true. Checking, every time I checked in and, and he was while, like, I made no progress. I'd be and like, while I have made dramatic <laughs> progress in the last few days, I, uh, I, there is a world in which I will have to file an extension on that favor oh, for, no. for 24 hours or something. Although I, can't I believe it, I believe I'm so I shocked. I believe I can submit uh, daily for the next three days one third of the project um, to to him for his analysis. Uh, so I feel pretty confident about that. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Probably. So you made a promise and broke it. Yeah, yes. basically. So, so like, yes. Kant hates Repeatedly. Right but I'm doing pretty good at, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm barely breaking it. And for what the promise is, I feel, I feel okay about how this is going. It was like you had to remortgage the promise at least two or three times, though. <laughs> and then you still came up short. Like, I am the most lenient landlord of all time. Anyway, <laughs> the whole point is rent right. is due on the first, and Mark has been helping me a lot financially lately. And uh, if anybody wants to sub to the channel, I There's guess that would... There's actually no metaphor here. Travis is broke, <laughs> and he's supposed to pay me back, and he can't do it still. Uh, the truth Pro- still set you free. Probably is here. Probably, how are you doing? All good. Just, uh, you know, waiting for next week's playoff games. Hopefully... Things, expecting some change for next week. Uh, then during the downtime, I'm just, you know, waiting to watch more league. Nice. Do you literally just stare at a wall and wait for league to hit? Yeah, this one right what? here. Oh my god, it's beautiful. It's mostly a uniform color. There's some smudges, but overall, what do this wall is pretty beautiful. Beyond watch community and Parks and Rec again and shit like that, and not the office. And oh yeah, the office. You're, uh, you're like the basic white girl of netflix entertainment and like those kinds of things i think i'm the basic smart person who watches good tv shows but okay you know, that's just me um raise the volume on myself and my guests so twitch chat tell me if it's too much because uh, people need are to yell more no one ever says anything until the show starts and then they complain uh during the week i usually just play video games and watch uh other tv shows like i'm rewatching good place Rewatched 30 Rock because I actually don't remember the end of 30 Rock at all. Like, I think I was like watching it while I was falling asleep for a month. So I had to like catch up on what's happening for 30 Rock. 
Um, Isn't that dead? Didn't they cancel? Like it's it's over, right? Yeah, I think it's over. But the like last season, how it like wrapped up, I just like uh, the comedy style kind of was like wearing on me. And then you know Tracy Morgan was like has less agency in the show, and he's just my favorite character. Just you mean priority or agency? Uh, This time, I mean agency. Okay. We we can talk about that at one point tonight because that is a fun one. We'll see. Um, uh, our callers are pretty dumb. It's unlikely we get into the minutia of. It's possible. By the way, speaking of pretty dumb, <laughs> I was mocked for my take that C nine should auto qualify for worlds immediately. In the and middle of now the who's laughing? Because Everyone it sounds as though. C9 will be auto qualified into worlds. <laughs> you you heard about this, right, Mark? Huh? Huh? Wait. Have you guys not heard about this? What? No. Oh, this is great. Oh. Oh, I'm going to guess what you're about to say and tell me if I'm wrong. I actually okay. have no idea what the fuck you're about to say, but I have a feeling I just saw some tweets about the VCS having problems sending yes. teams. Are we getting their spot? So that is the current rumor that that it is oh. being considered that uh, bec- that because if you think about it they they send two teams uh, if they can't there are two major regions that aren't sending teams right now right or a, like a fourth team right so Korea. wouldn't it be interesting if you had to fill out those two final slots and you did it by adding a fourth team from the two major regions that don't at the moment Empire in chat says ESPN report will be a twenty two man worlds. But how do you do that in group stage? Or I guess you just hmm. you promote more teams through play-ins, and so the groups there's more teams promoted through play-ins, I guess, and it's still a 16 seed group stage. I mean, I'm I'm still not I'm not convinced that they aren't adding in two two additional teams. Like everything's in motion right now, but uh, like until Riot confirms it, I'm not convinced that they're not they're not adding it. Especially I mean, we, since we only heard the here, Vietnam stuff for here, what you for should do. Year. You should say conclusive. Like we should reset, report this conclusively. So no, no. I'm not reporting then, it conclusively. Watch, watch the viewership skyrocket. As so I don't even think that Twitter. the Viet Vietnam stuff has been conclusively reported yet. Yeah, I literally saw it on Twitter like an hour ago or something. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Um. So I like I'm I'm not willing to because that hasn't even been confirmed. I'm not even uh, sure if I am down to say whether or not that they would they would do the 22 thing or not. I'd say this is all up in the air. I would love if they got some like scrappy, you know, like fuck it, Golden Guardians and C9 in the backyard, fucking go scrap it out. One of you guys is going. So Mark. I don't think they can add more games, though. It has to be like a like decision based on where the playoffs have ended right now. Nah, just make them play. What are they doing? I don't think they make them play. I think they just send C nine. I so the you guys know the format more than I. How easy would it be to switch to a twenty two man worlds or twenty two? You just have to place the so if they gave a fourth spot to Korea and North America, they would have to just drag and drop them into the bracket. Yeah, you'd but have I'm to drag saying, and drop them in. If you remove two teams, what does that do to the bracket? So they're the coming. I I figure, yeah, you would open it up more to plans. So right now, one team from every group is seated from plans. I guess you would randomly decide that one group two only. Groups, two, groups two groups have groups. three. 
Yeah, or I guess you, because the VCS does have a preceded spot, right? So you you'd have to be giving that up somehow. I'm looking at the the main event to make sure I'm not crazy. Because because yeah, also there's a chance there's a chance SKT doesn't go yet, right? They're not confirmed in. Um. Yeah, Korea still needs to do their their uh, everything else. The only team from Korea right now is DRX. So I I just feel like if you are if you are the person running worlds, and you can say you can either run like a really awkward plans, or you can guarantee that C9 goes, and and another uh, LCK team possibly SKT if they don't, you know, if they end up fourth or whatever. I feel like you make the decision to to bring in the two new teams. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm trying yeah, to wrap my head around it because like where these seeds are currently, that wouldn't go like Vietnamese number one seed's not in, but then they have a playing seed. But the way playing usually happens is that that team is auto like there's a group stage in playing as well that goes seeds into like a little bracket thing. I gotcha. Like, you'd be missing yeah. a team in brackets. So that means you'd have to pull more teams out. Of it. Like it's, I'm not exactly sure because I'm not sure where all the seeds are lacking. Okay, but you could do it. You would hypothetically just be promoting more people over time but how you would do it feels pretty unfair yeah if, you, if you're seated into that group of four you're going to be pretty upset if you're right. not in the group of three yeah, yeah that's what i mean so like uh, it's hard to feel as though it like again if you are the person like the commissioner of the world championships it feels like it's better for uh, obviously everyone's going to accuse me of being biased because you know what sending a fourth na team would be great but like it feels like it'd be better to just have the full plans rather than have two less. Yeah, well, that's the other thing too. Yeah. Like I said, one of the like the v the VCS first seed is isn't even a playing team. It's just in Group C, or it's just in like the. the ah, group. I see what you're saying. Right. So one seed that would potentially be missing is in the main stage already, and one is in play-ins, and then you're just like Ooh. in this really weird. Oh, world. so it's only one one group of three for plans then. Yeah, one group of three from plans would get an extra person promoted probably if i'm if i'm understanding it correctly mm -hmm. and then yeah i don't know it's, it's fucked so, so that means way, there's gonna be one group stage group that's gonna be missing someone yeah, yeah, yeah i guess i guess right now what you would do is you'd promote yeah. an extra team out of plans right, right. but yeah, then you're right, also yeah. missing a team in plans so you're right. like the whole thing would be whack as hell yeah so um hmm. uh, empire says you just put the fourth lpl seed in main stage so Anyway, but every every team you bump up opens up a new opportunity somehow, and you have to fill that with someone. And the question is always, who is the appropriate person to fill that with? So people that are smarter than I, because this is like a breaking thing. This is a great fun thing to do on this show. Is like people that are are smarter than I when it comes to the format. Maybe Empire or other folks in the chat. Um, feel free to. That's I'm sure a take that we can have tonight is how Riot should handle having two uh, Vietnamese teams that can't make it potentially and how you f fill this in assuming all these alleged rumors are true so this is um, a mighty hypothetical is it a hy mighty hypothetical i mean the i Isn't think the vietnam the vietnam stuff seems to be like i'm pretty confident based on the fact that that seemed to come out of multiple locations like there was a reddit thread before espn reported it um for for some southeast asian media that were reporting it as well so i feel pretty confident that there's issue at the very least issues with the Vietnamese teams. Maybe they're going to work it out and everything will be fine, but it sounds like there's at least some problems. So. 
Yeah. Uh, so people are asking, what are the rumors? Can you please explain it? Um, I the rumors are that two the two Vietnamese teams that would attend Worlds cannot because of COVID restrictions related to, and, and again, like this is just stuff that I've read. I'm not, I'm, re I'm talking about the second hand, but supposedly Vietnam has restrictions around people re-entering the country, which would restrict their teams from going to China and then coming back. There's a chance that the Vietnamese Worlds teams do not participate, which would, by the way, you know, we're making a lot of jokes about NA going and all that stuff, but I do feel really bad for the Vietnamese teams that perhaps couldn't go. Cause like, how can you imagine how she would feel for all of us if, it turned out tomorrow that the North American teams couldn't go and that they'd spend all this. So I think that's really disappointing. Um, but it does raise the conversation around what do you do if this is true? So uh, we can talk about that on Hotline League tonight as the show progresses. Other stuff, obviously TSM made it. C9, as of right now, has not made it. No, uh, they just did. You just told us. As of right now, C9 has made it. Uh, no. Um, Breaking news. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why I just tweeted that you just leaked that C9 is still going to Worlds. I hope. Probably a joke. Unless. Okay. <laughs> Great. Glad. I don't. I'm not going to. Normally, I retweet these tweets from you. I'm not going to retweet that one. Okay. <laughs> Unless. So, so that happened. Uh, TL. FlyQuest emerges the victor in the TL match. I think that's interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, we'll talk about that. Immortals drops uh, for their players and their coach. I have an interesting take on that, which is I think Riot should probably introduce some sort of rule that prevents you from dropping your players after roster lock happens, uh, unless you pay them out. Because I think what happens here, unless, I, unless I'm wrong, I kind of think like, okay, so Academy has pretty low minimums on what you can pay people or what you have to pay people in comparison to LCS. Mm. Well, if you drop them right after Academy stuff happens, you just cut like a quarter of what you need to pay them out, right? Because there's however many months yeah. left. So I think that's uh, kind of... I don't think that's how people... I, I should say that I'm pretty outdated since the last time I've, I've talked. Like I know what a player's contract is structured like. Um, I've heard clauses and stuff, but like, I think that you would get prorated for like the number of game, like like when you promoted into LCS, you like, like your your salary would get prorated based off that, and like, I thought you got paid with the expectation that like, this when the split ended, that's like when your contract is up. So Papa Smithy says players have minimum X months of salary on exit based on negotiation. Which would imply that it's on the agent who needs to okay. to do that, right? So the reason I see I have more concerns about that for academy players is how many of these academy players have agents. Like I'm pretty confident that LCS players have done that but stuff. This is but only LCS players, right? Like I don't think the Immortals Academy got released. It's just the LCS and then the coach. Technically, Soas was on Academy then, but oh, okay, yeah. Let me see the. the I mean, the I was all tech. It was and, all that gate, but they were starters initially. So well, yes, bad. but I guess I'm talking about what the, what that roster looked like at the end. My point is, if you told me that like some of those players don't have that stuff in their contract, uh, like Ica, for instance, I I would not be surprised. It just 
I don't know. I don't mind, like, whatever, it's fine if a team wants to drop their academy players or their LCS players or whatever. I just want to make sure that, like, those guys aren't, you don't have to duck their uh, their stuff. Anyway, whatever. Hmm. Let's have a conversation, though, about perhaps Immortal sparked by that. We also uh, have the actually interesting topics. Finals weekend coming up, dude. We got to do predictions and stuff. It will finals TFM, weekend. beat TL, yeah. and then... Who's gonna fly? Who's FlyQuest gonna beat in the finals? FlyQuest yep. is the Whoa. best North American team by by leaps and bounds. MVP gets revealed this week, right? Yep. Who's gonna be the MVP? Oh, yeah, I also forgot that that hasn't been released yet. I know because it's been so for long. A month ago, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The playoffs is so much. Is it, this playoffs just longer now? I think it it's an extra week longer, right? Because they it's built in week. Gauntlet essentially. Okay. Like I think we would have been done by this past weekend, but since I think Gauntlet's we would have started a week later. Because normally I think there's a week break. Yeah, I remember a week break a lot of times. I mean, I know that I... Well, I don't know how they adjusted the schedule, but Google Photos was telling me I was in Detroit, like, I don't know, a year ago, 10 days ago. So, there you go. That's where you are. What? Nothing. Is there anything else we're forgetting? Any any big news from this past week? Twitch chat, you got anything? Nope. Okay. Let's move on to the meat of the show, which is, of course, the callers. Mark, do you want to explain how this works? I saw yeah, a funny Reddit it. comment that was like, every week Travis asks Mark if he wants to explain it. Mark says no. Travis says it's been a while since you've explained it, and then he explains it anyways. And we do it every week. Uh, so the way this show works, it's a live call-in show, and I'm spamming Twitch chat with the Discord link. Go ahead and join up there. When you get there, join one of the pub calls voice channels and you're going to mute your microphone once you get there so you're not breathing in people's ears and then the pleb topics text channel you'll go ahead and post what it is that you want to talk about um you know you think this team's going to win you think this is a good format for dealing with vcs or whatever situations going on there uh if we like your topic we'll pull you into the waiting room where you will hang out until it's your turn to come on we'll do a quick audio check to make sure your microphone's working all right and then we'll pull you into the on-air room to be talking with all three of us and of course, if you are a sub, thank you for being a sub. A bunch of people uh, subbed before the start of the show, which I always appreciate. That does allow you to get access to the subtopics channel, which moves a little slower. Doesn't guarantee you on the show, but it does uh, increase your chances a bit, I think, based off of the fact that, like, you know, we're looking at both, and one of them moves a little slower. So, uh, either way, thank you. While Mark is pulling callers, probably how you been? It's been a while. Can I? I want to pick a caller. If you want to scroll through here and someone jumps out, you do. Great. Please. Well, I was hoping to talk to Polly want... while Mark picked people, but now wow. they're both picking people. So how okay, you no, I just want to, I want to see how this is done so I can judge Mark on his uh. Oh, yeah, I'm bad, so you don't really need to. You can walk away with that, or you can enter this with that assumption that what I'm doing is bad. Well, this is more fun. Oh my! There's so many things. How it's can you really, read this? It's fucking hard. This is the part that right, really I already give up on this job. You as just soon get, as it started scrolling, I was like, I, I can't read this fast. Imagine you go into like the post game reaction thread of like a match and it's just flying up at you. You know, if it was like yeah. live updated, you're just like, I don't. Ugh. So the new problem fan. probably Oof. is that we also have uh, callers who, right. who we used to pick too much. And so we started trying to get new people, but the old people now change their Discord name and try to like oh. trick their oh, way into the show. Yes. Do they also change their profile picture? Because that yes. would be yeah. key. Yeah. Oh, I, I like these people. 
and people sometimes change their take too. Like, like I'm that. like I'm a little slow because it's flying up, you know. And so like someone will like put their take in, and then five minutes later change their take, and then they'll edit it. Them. No, they'll just put a different one in. Oh, they, okay. Like further down, so I'm scrolling down. I pull them for one take, and I see them post. So then they one. come on the show, and they're like. Hey, what I don't know if you pulled me because I wanted to talk about MVP or because I said that TSM was the greatest team of all time and no other team will ever stand in their existence and Bjergsen is better than Faker. It's like, probably not the second one. Dude. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. It's, I'm it glad is a that challenge. I finally get to just bitch about picking people. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I didn't thanks, realize. Darling. I thought it was only like a few would be getting sent at a time and you could like filter them, but this is like an obnoxious sub, amount of The subtopics one moves a little slower if you want to I always start in subtopics because it's it's a little easier to post. Oh, is there another thing Yeah, so there's subtopics. Yeah, there's, oh, yeah, in case you thought one was annoying, there's two text channels I have to scan. I mean, That's... don't you guys set this kind of system up and it's kind of your fault for the way if it is? There was a slow mo can we put a slow mode on Discord actually? I've never I think even there is a slow ask. mode on Discord. Okay, well, Alir, Alir, who is our Discord admin, can figure this out. Maybe we should have you having this discussion Alir, not like during the name the of the wind? No. We're no, optimizing kind of. on the All show. Right. Optimizing I'm going to get the show. first caller anyway, since it's a good topic, and, we'll, and then we can go on. Okay. okay. Thank you to our subs. Uh, AntiTP, Rossol, Sreo, Croissant, LOL, Suzuya, Simster33, Litton, Nutella is Life, Poking Awesome, <laughs> Quiet Pirate, Omega Diamond Zinc, Count 001, Pop Stupid. Wow, a lot of people subbed. Uh, Christabel for 33 months. How's it going, Julie? Jewel Super HD, Kiwi Mullet Boy, Red Rain, uh, Final Fantasy 14 gift sub, Crazy Canuck. Oh my god, so many people. Slim Willie. John is here. John, where are you calling from? Calling from Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. Well, what do you want to talk about on the show? So I'd like to talk about um, how we finally are able to send our top three teams of worlds and that I'm actually really glad that C9 wasn't able to make it um, in the sense that the new playoff format is working as it should. Is there a time where we didn't send our top three? Like, sorry, is there a time where, is like, did we not send our top three last year? Did. Last year was championship points. It was, yeah, yeah, it, I'm, I'm it saying who qualified qualified in through championship points uh tl and then c9 as well because tl won both splits and c9 had the uh... yeah i know about hunter t the previous year guys i'm trying to say like the caller positioned it as if he said this we finally are able to do this but i think mm -hmm. last year we were able to do this as well right like no one was arguing that uh our second seed was a hundred t situation right yeah, but I feel like we're able to finally see, like, in these best of fives um, in this year, like, we're, we're really seeing these teams grinded out, and I feel really confident um, about these three teams. Um, I think they look a lot stronger. Um, I know Clutch went through the gauntlet last year, uh, but at the same time, um, I think these three teams look a lot stronger. Like, I, I feel like later in the show, we're going to talk about how there's not really a clear winner for finals, um, just because all three teams seem to be pretty close in skill. Yeah, I don't know if that means they're all good, is my concern. But maybe we I, talk about that later on, on in the show. Um, so, okay, but you you appreciate this. You don't think C9 should have made it. Did you happen to see the uh, interview that I did with Doublelift today? I did. So he, he I, what do you think of his opinion that, like, C9 kind of deserved it based off of their consistency over the year? or Because I mean, it seems like he was an advocate of C9 going. 
Yeah, I, I appreciate what he said, and I'm sure it makes some C9 fans feel a little bit better. Um, but at the same time, I think there's a difference between like deserving to go um, and being good enough to go. Um, it, it, you know, it seems unfair that they're not able to go, but at the same time, when it mattered, they weren't able to you know, win these best of fives. They lost two best of fives in playoffs. Um, and no matter how good they looked throughout the year, they, they weren't able to prove it. And therefore, I, I don't feel confident sending them to Worlds. They, they seem like a fourth or fifth best team right now. Um, so I, I think they would have been a disappointment if we would have sent them. By the way, LS is in chat, and I'm just so confused. If I was LS and I did all the stuff that he does, all that work, you the last bet, thing right? I would do is go watch another League of Legends talk show in my free time. Especially one as low quality as this. Yeah. Like, there has to be more productive <laughs> yes. if you want to be productive. Or more entertaining. Like, there's no way we're fulfilling either of those categories. Right, well, exactly. man, You guys are really making sure I feel good about my decision to come on. Like, I'm really glad I said yes to this now. I mean, you didn't say yes. You said, I will. You told Mark you would only do it if I bought you in and out. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because... Wait, do you I have think... a deal with LS? Do you buy LS in and out to show up in our Twitch chat? <laughs> yes, exactly. all these shadow deals, like Nisky yes. comes on. Unfortunately, because... they don't have in and out where he lives, so I owe him a lot oh, what is of that? What is that Korean fried chicken place? Bonchon? No. Is it Bonchon? Whatever. Anyway, maybe we get back to the caller's point, uh, which is that you're happy that the format is the way that it is. It, yeah, and, and to kind of bank off that too, like, you know, I, I saw that you, um, or I, I saw on Twitter about how, you know, if we kept the same playoff format this year, the huge issue is that um, C9 would have been a really good position to, to, to make um, Worlds this year. Um, They'll probably be able to auto-qualify. And on the opposite end, Team Liquid, since they got ninth, you know, last split, you know, it would have been extremely difficult, or, or maybe not extremely difficult, but it would have been a lot harder for them to be able to actually make Worlds, even though they truly do look like a top three team in NA. Um, they would have probably had to go to the gauntlet, um, and who knows if they would have been able to win that or not, you know, based off, you know, this past weekend, them basically getting stomped um, in their uh, best of five. Mark, do we know if C9 would have made it? Because I've seen a lot of conflicting stuff. They, they would have. Almost okay. Because yeah. some people say that it would only happen if FlyQuest wins finals. Was one take that, or was one assessment that pe I saw people say? No, I think so, if FlyQuest finished second, they probably would have taken the points over uh, C9 because the summer points were weighted more. So if they got second for two splits, FlyQuest would have gone as our second seed, and whoever won summer would go as first seed. So if FlyQuest got first seed um, by you know winning the finals, then I think C9 would have gone uh, by auto qualification. Right. Okay. He said. It, it, so this is a tweet that somebody said to me that said, based off of last year's format, C9 would have ended up with 130 points because it would have been 90 plus 40. So mm -hmm. for them to end up second seed, the summer split would have had to end with FlyQuest in first place, auto-qualifying, TL in second, giving them 90 points, and TSM in yeah. third, giving them 40 plus 70. Um, and yeah, so the cool. implication, I guess, in, in this assessment is that if you had that not that exact order that perhaps like FlyQuest, for instance, would yeah. have had more points or something like that. So I mean, it's also just really fucking whack because the whole tournament's structured differently. Like... TSM wouldn't even be playing. C9 would have beat EG in the third, fourth place match and would have got third technically. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Anyway, there's yeah. a chance. Let's just let's just pose it as there's a chance C9 would have gone. Um, obviously, like a much higher okay. chance than there is right now. 
Yeah, and, and I honestly really appreciated Doublelift's honesty because he really doubled down in his stance of spring split. It doesn't matter. Obviously, he apologizes for like you know the meaning that the community takes on it, but he really is saying your placing in spring split truly doesn't matter you know, for your world's chances. Um, and I think that's a great thing because it really incentivizes teams like Team Liquid to switch things up and to you know, have a really great showing in the summer. They're not at a disadvantage um, for, for not having you know, whatever issues they had in the spring. So I actually really, really like um, the fact that you know, Peter really did double down on his stance with that. I mean... Uh... So I think it's it's I think Doublelift has two things going for his his point. There's like the overall broader point about spring should matter, uh, but then also why he felt like spring didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think for a player like Peter, and from his position, it's easy to see why spring didn't matter. You're a four-time reigning world or regional champion who just bombed bombed out of worlds. He he said as much. You know, it was a tumultuous worlds. They were one game away from from advancing. The only thing that's on his fucking mind at that point is worlds. Getting back to worlds. Fuck region, region. You know, like I'm the best. I know I'm the best in my my region. I want to get back to worlds. Uh, so like for him, anything that's not progressing that objective feels like a waste of time. And I, 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 I think you're gonna get flamed really hard for that take, Mark. But yeah, what? I just think a lot of people are gonna say, "Well, that's a terrible attitude to have. It should always be about winning." And well, you get paid so course, much money. I'm not defending it saying it's the right mentality. I'm just saying it's an understandable one. You can okay. be sympathetic to yeah. something while being like, I disagree with it. Like, yeah. I understand someone who has literally won four times in a row and has not really had, like, one spark of international success to be like, yeah, I care about international. Get me there. And for things that don't lead to it, it feels like a waste of time a little bit. But for everyone else in the league, I still think they gave a fuck about spring split. Your career is on the line. You know, your reputation, social media engagement, sponsorships for organizations. They didn't know MSI was going to get fucking canceled. So you still had an international tournament to go to, you know, for everyone else when when this change was made. Like, yeah, Worlds wasn't there. And Double F, I think, has a, a higher vested interest in Worlds than anyone else in North America probably does for understandable reasons. But, like, for everyone else, like, for, for C9 to win their first title, in six years or whatever since 2014 i think that this probably mattered to them you know like to say spring split didn't matter in the context of worlds i think makes sense but to say the entire split didn't matter because of that because msi got canceled and c9 then it has meaning it just didn't have the the meaning that peter wanted to have yeah Yeah, exactly and and that's why I, I don't agree with Doublelift. I see where his line of logic is, and I, I can understand it. But for everyone else in the league, that's probably not a problem that they feel for the most part. I think everyone wants it to matter for Worlds in that sense. But as a viewer, I want to send my, my best teams to the caller's point. If you're going to lose two best of th- fives, and you could have even lost to Golden Guardians because you don't play the fucking meta at all, like, I don't want to send you. Sorry that, you know, Spring didn't matter and MSI got canceled. That's That's shit luck, but... I mean, I think Peter's just in a unique position. Right. He's he's a very like outspoken person, and he's just yeah never had any luck at Worlds, but he's just been dominating the region on TL for the last two years. He had won so, thirteen straight best of fives. Do you think he wants to go fight some yeah. more fucking regional best of fives? No, he wants to get back to Worlds. So for him saying it doesn't matter, like I mean, I, I kind of get it. I definitely don't think it's a real thing. Um. But I definitely understand his position, and yeah, if I was a, if I had to like coach him, that'd be a difficult talk. So I'm like, I feel you, but I don't 
want you to think that way. <laughs> you can't say this. Publicly. Yeah, you can't. Don't, don't say this. Don't really think this. And like, believe it with your heart. Like, you can have it in the back of your mind. You know, bring it up when it's appropriate. But you got to play these games a lot more seriously. Uh, okay, so it does have a purpose uh, holistically. So we've yeah. we've gone a little bit off the call topic. Uh, to to narrow it in, it is about this format is good. So probably you're an interesting yeah. person to have on the show because your team went to worlds based oh, off of the previous yeah. format we hate you <laughs> and i didn't make that format I'm what am i asking, supposed to do can what, I, what can, do you can I decline the invitation and be like actually i disagree performance is bad i'm not so claiming not that you i'm not saying you're like a criminal that stole a <sighs> world spot like i'm just i'm curious you know it, it's you're in an yeah. interesting situation right where i'm curious if you think this this new format is better despite the fact oh, yeah. that in the past it would have sent you to world yep and i think uh even one year or maybe both years in h2k is was, was by points as well um and yeah having to uh go to worlds that way feels awful um all the times when i'm with the all times that all the time that it happened i'm with the team and like the there's no energy from anyone because we just lost, but we're told we're going, and now we're watching a team in the finals play, and then we're still going to final or to world. So it never felt like great um, to ever qualify that way. So I'm fine that it's gone. And then yeah, I do think the fact that yeah, you might have like a bomb spring split, but then you just suck. You could make roster changes. You could just not play with the meta. You could just I don't know bench all your players for fun. You do a lot of things to destroy a team in summer, and then you would still go from points. I think that's just, like, not a correct system. Um, I think this system is the best they can do for two splits. I think two splits does not work for League of Legends for Worlds being, like, everyone's real goal. Um, so I think this is the best result we can get, is we go into playoffs with double elimination, where Spring is just kind of a title, and MSI, you get the international experience, which does you know boost kind of, like, your uh, confidence and play four Worlds. But... I guess the, the only criticism I do have for the playoff format is I don't know if I love the eight-team mm -hmm. uh, playoff format. I, uh, yeah. maybe I like only that it gives you double elimination, and I think you have to... Don't you have to have eight teams to do double elimination in a meaningful way? Or am I crazy? I thought that no, was why they extended really. I think you, you could seed it, I think, slightly differently with six teams. I mean... Where you have to play the opposite side of the bracket in the no, loser just, side. I mean, you can just do it like how the original playoff format was, where one and two are preseeded, four and six, four th or three through, excuse me, are like uh, in the first round, and then the two losers play, and you basically have a gauntlet that keeps getting seeded from the winners bracket. So I guess I guess we could do it like LEC does it, which they have six teams, so it would be that would be acceptable. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. you can do it. They, there's there's ways to do it. Um, I agree. The eight teams, like, did I think Dig had a chance? No, <laughs> you know, like, I think it's just because that's how many teams technically get a chance in the gauntlet. Is it would be two, three oh, through eight? Because if you send one team through auto qualifying through winning summer, one team auto qualifying mm -hmm. through spring or through championship points, and then six teams in a gauntlet, you're going in terms of strength that far down, uh, and it's it's the same thing. Yeah, that's okay. That's a good point. But I mean, I do think this format does a much better job of sending the you know most powerful teams at the time to Worlds, which is 
pretty much the most important because I think we're still going to get a patch for Worlds, but I think they usually don't make any like crazy changes yeah. except for maybe buffing Corky. And Rise normally, right? And Rise, yeah. Rise and Corky. The, the world's Ez- main Ezreal. Yeah, oh, yeah, Ezreal. love right now. Yeah. yeah. All right, John. Sounds like we're in agreement with you that the change was good, even if it yeah. created an unfortunate set of circumstances for C9. Yeah, I mean, I, C9's an anomaly, though, right? Like, that's... I, I wasn't here for Immortals, so I, I don't know if this is a parallel from the Immortals season. N- nothing has ever happened up. like this. Like, this okay. is... Okay, so this is the first time for everyone, then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Immortals yeah. was... Yeah, but this is this is pretty bonkers, for sure. I mean, because we've never had a team that was this dominant, right? And... Yeah, I mean, Immortals lost in semifinals, you know, in like... spring? Yeah, in okay. spring. It wasn't like they won, continued dominating, and then fell off. Yeah. They just dominate regular seasons only. Either way, John, thanks so much for the call. Uh, any thoughts before we say goodbye? Uh, no, not, nothing much. I, I definitely agreed with everything you guys were saying. Um, I've been a long-time listener, first-time caller, so thanks for thanks for having me on the show. Um, and I just want to give a shout-out to my wife. She's asleep right now, but I um, want to give a quick shout-out to her. So thank you guys so much for having later? me. Like, will she listen uh, to the she, VOD or the audio thing, or are you shouting her out and she'll never hear this? I th- I think I, t- I told her that I was, I had been trying to get on for a few weeks, and she said that she wanted to hear me if I got on. So she'll okay. she'll probably get to Does hear it. Does she normally so she listen like to the it. show? No, she she knows who Doublelift is uh. and Bjergsen. That, that's about <laughs> it. She I, I give her props that's all you hour. need. All right. Yeah, well, I, I give her props. I'm hoping after this. She knows who the rest of us are, but I don't have high hopes. <laughs> she she hears me uh, listening to your interviews and stuff. I don't know. We'll we'll see what we'll see what how she reacts. I don't know. Okay. Wait, people anyway, listen thanks, to your John. interviews. i let's move on to the next. The double of sound, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, people <sighs> listen. They'll they'll mute half the video and then wait for double's response and unmute it. I mean, did you see the TikTok I released this week? It was. Uh, I'm not the main character. Travis Gafford on TikTok. If anybody wants to go see it, so I guess we'll have to check that out, Travis. It, no, it's not bad. It's not bad. I think it's not it bad. Out. It's a good one. I mean, it's I'm digging myself, you know, on the like I'm I'm dunking on myself on the in the TikTok. So I think you would appreciate. It. Do you do you look sure. at TikTok, probably? You I gotta, do not. You gotta look at it now before it gets banned. Tempo Thomas is here. Tempo, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Adelaide, South Australia. South Australia. I love it oh. when we get Australians in. <laughs> what do you what do you want to talk about on the show? So my topic is is that um, FlyQuest will perform well at Worlds and TL and TSM won't. Somebody in Twitch chat says, "Why do all the colors sound the same?" As our a uh, very heavily accented Australian come comes here. Sorry, uh, <laughs> your take is one more time. Um, FlyQuest will perform well at Worlds and TL and TSM won't. Okay. And C9 your take the, one more time C9 because C9 I just I can't hear it. Uh, it's just very confusing to me. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> why, why, why are you doing this, Travis? Is, is this a bit, Travis? Yeah, I don't get it. It's a bit. Actually... Yeah, don't we actually, okay. this poor guy. So first off, I don't know if any of the NA teams are going to do well at Worlds. I'm feeling pretty negative. I try to be very optimistic, and I probably will bounce back into optimism soon, but that's like one of my bigger concerns with this take. It's not even like quest over the other two i just i'm pretty concerned for na right now well i think like if you look at the eye test like watching the teams i think FlyQuest look very solid as an identity and i think 
the style of like Ignar on roaming supports and PoE on heavy resource mid laners and Santorin facilitating that. They just look really solid. And I think Solo has also done a really good job. He doesn't really take any resources and he always goes like even or performs really well. And yeah, Total's been looking really good. So I think just on paper and what we from what we've seen so far, I think they look really solid. And I think the way they play fits the meta very well. I think they're a lot more proactive now. And I think proactive teams that have an identity will do well at Worlds. And yeah, TSM's identity isn't very solid and TL's very stale in the early game. So I mean, Mark, yeah. I have heard people claim that TL and Fly are essentially the same type of team and that I guess this we can just prove that FlyQuest did most of what TL does, but better. Uh, I'm kind of curious if that is your assessment as well. Uh, I would say like surface level, yes, but they, they're, I think they are better in, in a number of ways. I think their champ pools are better and I think their, like the caller said, proactivity uh, is a lot better. And yeah. like uh, Core JJ, or excuse me, uh, Santorin is, is a lot better of, of a jungler. And like, I think one of the things that happens at Worlds a lot of time is like teams are really aggressive in the early game. And if you're not able to keep up, you, you can get absolutely slammed. And I think that that would be a concern right now for TL. Probably, uh, what do you think of all this? Yep. Uh I think I agree. Uh I'm I agree with Travis in terms of I'm kind of scared about <laughs> NA's performance at Worlds. Um but I think I'd be comfortable saying I think Flycos will do the best out of them right now. Uh I do think they're pretty consistent and I think they're much faster at picking up the meta. And I think those are probably the most important things when going into worlds. Um TL is yeah very strict I think and kind of stubborn with their champion pools and the way they play. I think it took them I don't know like five weeks before I could actually say like this is a good dragon stacking team and this is pretty bizarre considering their play style was like pretty slow and they're they always had a really strong you know mid lane and bot lane which means wow dragons look pretty free. Um, so the fact that they weren't able to adapt to that quickly makes me worried for what they see at Worlds. Um, TSM again I think has been super inconsistent all split. I do think they've been playing uh, a lot better around Broken Blade. Maybe their issue was like they didn't know who to play around. So at least they made a choice. They have some kind of an identity we can see. But um, again, it's only been you know like a week of where I've been like, wow, TSM looks good. So I need a lot more proof of it, other than like you know they had one great day, maybe two great days. Um, so I can't bet on them yet. So FlyQuest does seem like the safest bet by a large margin. Yeah, I think I think the main thing with FlyQuest is the synergy between their mid jungle and support is really solid. I think yeah. they have good base timings, and I think Santorin and um, Ignar play really well off each other, and they play really well off of um, the bot wave and mid wave. And they're like I said, like they're very proactive now. Like you'll see Santorin and Ignar roam together and get leads for Poe, and whenever Poe is ahead, he seems to always do well. Like when he's on comfort picks, so I think. They have like a really good formula and identity. I think, yeah, like I said, TSM, they're, they're a bit flippy. And I think the macro and how they play sideline is still not very good. Like in all those games versus Golden Guardians, TSM had leads early and they threw all of them because they didn't know how to play sideline. They have bad fundamentals in mid game and they're just, I don't know, they're just very flippy. <laughs> 
No, yeah, I think you're you're pretty spot on about like TSM's weakness. Um, I mean, I know, there's a few times on the desk with me and Mark like uh, backstage where they like they're able to push the enemy team off Baron because they started it, and then they end up like backing off without dropping Vision or something. So instead of like, oh, you did Baron and got caught. It's like you did Baron got caught, but we both will reset. So now the map's in an even state when they're actually the ones who have like the aggressive position. Uh, so mm-hmm. I definitely see them making these kind of mid game mistakes. I will say for TSM's sake, their mid game did get covered up, covered up in the C9 series because they're just fighting and they're able to actually perform mm-hmm. like these, you know, five ranged uh, team comps and team fights pretty well. So I'd give them a little, like a little bit of credit there because I'm like, I think a lot of teams would just fall flat there or they would like choke or they overextend. Or they'd like try too hard to one three one because they couldn't like team fight properly. Um, so maybe TSM's mid game is just going to be we group and fight, which is like you know not the most like uh, intricate, but it definitely has a point to work. And if you get good enough at it, like that's kind of LPL ish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what Twitch chat was saying earlier. Yeah. That if you can just fight, well, it's, it's okay. the closest we have to an LPL team. And in terms of champ pool, mm-hmm. I'd agree. I'm not sure in some of the other ways. On... closer. Actually, C9 are quite aggressive, like LPL teams as well. Like they tend to skirmish a lot, but yeah. <laughs> well, we don't C9 know. C9 I'm just going to about now. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Um, I'd also like to say that uh, I think I think Team Liquid have a lot of problems with synergy. Like I don't see Cool JJ work at all with Roxa. Like they never run together, or they're never getting Vision together after a wave or anything. And I think. The Broxer just kind of looks like a headless chicken because he doesn't, he's not working with anything in the team. They're not, like in early game, they don't really have any plans or any win conditions. They're kind of just reacting to what the enemy team does. I think that's why they're probably going to lose to TSM. Well, I, I don't want to dive too much into the TLTSM stuff because I'm sure we have callers coming up soon. Uh, but uh, it does sound as though the panel here is more confident in FlyQuest, especially after this yeah. weekend. So they, they in agreement with you, Tempo. <laughs> yeah. Results-based analysis. Is there, a, <laughs> is there anything you want to shout out, Tempo, before we go on to the next caller? Um, no, that's it. I'd just like to say uh, I really enjoy your content. And thanks, for, uh, thanks to Alienware <laughs> for making this happen. <laughs> Thank you so much for the call. Have a good one. Enjoy it. Uh, Enjoy the show. And by the way, thanks for calling in from Australia. What time is it there? Um, it is one thirty where I am. Yeah, I love afternoon. I love that we're just always in the afternoon for Australia. We get some great callers from there. So thank you so much. <laughs> All right, thanks. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break really quickly to shout out. Speaking of Alienware, our sponsor, Alienware. So this is a, a pretty big week because they are doing they're participating and they have been, you've probably heard me talk about it, in Intel Gamer Days. Now, if you go to Alienware.com slash Travis, at the top, there's a banner that says you can win a battle station. I've been talking about that for a while, but you can enter that contest if you haven't yet. Scroll down to the bottom of my page. Guess what? 17% off Intel Alienware systems right now. So that's above the normal code that we are able to do under normal circumstances. You can go save 17% on Alienware PCs powered by Intel right now. You need to figure out, I'm trying to remember, what is the deadline for this because i know it goes uh for quite a few more days uh but if if you haven't done that yet go take a look at their their deals it's a fantastic time to be purchasing these uh and taking a look at them seeing it, especially if you're looking in there actually through september 6th so for about a week 
we have this going on, I think, until next uh, next Sunday. So through this week. So if you're listening to the, the show later on, you can go still check out alienware.com slash Travis and, uh, and scroll down to the bottom there for that link over to get 17% off of Intel-powered Alienware systems. We thank Alienware so much for their support of the show and, uh, and everything that we create here at Travis Gafford Industries. Mark, you including the, the Reddit threads that we get, because uh, C9 may be auto-qualified to Worlds, per Travis Gafford. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you do this? I didn't do this. I, I, what is it? Is right it quoting now. your tweet? No, no, it's quoting a, a thing, a, a clip. I don't know. I, I'm too lazy to watch it right now. Okay. I'm going to get the next caller, but <laughs> it's pretty funny. I really hope that... Uh... I really hope that people in the chat say <laughs> that it was speculation based off of how it would work. No, it's reported. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. Let me see. This is one of the few times where I actually think it would make sense for a Reddit mod to go remove something like this because. Uh, I mean, um, we're we're clearly laughing in it. I think a little bit. I I don't know. Okay. Well, yes, but I'm laughing I just, with I'm joy because C9 is actually going. Here's the problem. It's Reddit, so everyone will just look at the headline and say C9 may be auto qualified to Worlds yeah. per Travis Gafford, and think that like without any yeah. of the other context of the conversation we had. Well, reading is boring. <sighs> I guess more than one sentence not worth it. Reddit mods, this is your chance. You can finally prove your value. Um. All right. Ooh, that's not how to get them on your side. I mean. We haven't, we haven't, it hasn't felt like we've been on the same side for quite some time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks for the qualification, Travis, as the Cloud9 Twitch account. You're welcome. <laughs> You're the commissioner now, Travis? Yeah. Why didn't you tell us? Tabonski is here. Tabonski, where are you calling from? Hey, I'm calling from Texas. Calling from Texas. Whereabouts in Texas? Um, I live in kind of the Denton area, which is a little bit near Flower Mound. So funnily enough, um, I'm not going to take too long in this, but I'm really sad because I just moved here last year and I was going to go to, um, the fight. Yep. The finals last, last split. Sorry. I'm sorry. This sucks. There's so much, uh, cool shit that was supposed to happen this year. And unfortunately it happens. It's, uh, it's unlucky. Well, either way, what do you want to talk about on the show? Um, so my take is that the upcoming series TSM against Team Liquid is going to be three zero in the favor of TSM, um, and the finals where TSM goes off against FlyQuest is going to be really close. Go to all five games, and it'll be three two either side. Obviously, um, I don't really know which side it would go. I'm a TSM fan, so heart kind of leans towards TSM, but I'm not sure. Uh, Mark wanted me to stick towards the the first one, the first point, which is about TL TSM. So I'll give kind of get my justification on that. So I think Team Liquid right now is looking, um, I wouldn't say lost necessarily, but I don't think that they're playing with Broxa as well as TSM are playing with Speaker right now. And I think that um, in the recent series, I think what we're seeing is that TSM is playing very strong um, on near the top side of their map. And I think that Broken Blade actually has a lot of picks that he hasn't even shown yet that can probably utilize for like counter picks and stuff. Um, and I don't know. In general, I just think TL are kind of on the decline. TSM is just increasing the pace at a pretty fast rate and becoming just a much better team. Like, I think when they started in playoffs, they were really, really bad. Um, but they're noticeably have increased 
in their performance and quite quite a huge variance in my opinion. And TL really haven't had that chance because they had the one series and TSM has played what I think, let me think, they played three, five, they've played like, what, 11 games at, at this point? So they've had a lot of experience to just kind of fix those minute issues. And I think going into the TL series, they're going to have a lot planned. Mark, as I'm replying to this Reddit thread, do you want to uh, help lead the charge on this conversation yeah. about TSM smashing TL? I'll, I'll lead the charge by deferring to Prawley. Prawley, what do you uh, think is going to happen, wow. TL versus TSM? I mean, so, I, mean, is it gonna I, be a, I mean, I feel like it would be crazy for it to be a smash because... I just, I, we've been kind of negative on TL, so I don't want to go, like, blow it out of proportion because they lost the best of five. Um, I mean, I do think they're kind of in a rough spot because they weren't getting beaten in the regular season, even though they had issues. Um, so now when they're actually having, like, some synergy problems being exposed because teams are playing, like, more aggressively, more cohesively, like FlyQuest was, um, they have less time to kind of fix their issues. But TSM also has just like recently shown some life and they've shown this kind of like top slide play before and been really dominant with it. And then the next week they just like completely drop it and they fumble and we're like, never mind, TSM sucks. So this very well could be that kind of situation for TSM again. They've done that already. Um, and I do think TL is going to be in a decent spot versus TSM. So I don't think it will be a smash either way. I do think it's interesting because both teams have like very different styles. Um, but the bad part for TSM is like impact is like I don't know such a good punching bag. Like he's so used to it. He's like all the bruises on his body have like calloused up, and now it's like he's got a sheet of armor on. So I do think it's gonna be a little bit harder to kind of punish that. I think it's gonna be like the speak of Broxa. Um, how they involve get themselves involved with their team is gonna be the break point. And I will say like Speaker has been looking better and better each each week. So I think that would be the uh, what's the the linchpin? The X Factor? X Factor. Uh, uh, there's, some, there's another word in there that I don't know, but I think he'll be the most important factor for that. If the they secret do end up sauce. The, Ooh, the, the key key matchup. I don't know. I know what you're saying. Uh, I, I kind of agree. I think it's so weird in, in this, this year with like C9 supposed to be good. They fall off a cliff. TL kind of takes their place, but we're not super convinced by them. TSM was getting really hot at the end of the regular season, uh, they're actually doing pretty well. And I think they went zero two that, or maybe one and one that week, because they lost to week TL. Nine? Yeah, week nine. I think it was one and one. They beat Golden Guardians, then lost to TL, but then they lost yeah. to Golden Guardians in, in the first round of playoffs. Looked really sketchy. Had a really tough series versus Golden Guardians again in the lower bracket. Barely beat them, and then they beat C nine. But we don't really think C 9s that good anymore. Yeah. Right? So actually, so, this is this is why. So I predicted. TSM last week over C9, and that also followed my prediction of EG beating C9, and it was because I did not have very much faith in C9. I, I felt like they kept losing, and then everybody kept expecting them to win, because it's like, it okay, but this team is like, yeah, this Dude. team is really good. Absolutely. Like, they're gonna start to win. And then, and so then I predicted them to lose against EG. I, I just kind of felt like EG was not actually very good and so then whenever wow. c9 lost or sorry c9 beat eg i was like i don't know if that's as impressive as tsm beating golden guardian so that's why i was pretty um confident in tsm beating 
Yeah, I mean, he also took Fly to five right at the beginning of playoffs. Yeah. Where I think Fly was yeah. still kind of finding their footing a little bit in the meta. Yeah. Um, Fly was really terrible in that series. Yeah, so like I, I don't want to read too far into that. I think just like we kept hearing rumors like C nine still crushing scrims, and so you're like, oh, they'll they'll turn it around at some point, you know? Is like, that what we heard? I felt like they were memeing about scrims I, going well, which is usually their universal way of saying that they're not going. Well. I, I, yeah. I didn't get this from a tweet. I got it from someone else telling me this. Okay. So like, I was under the impression that like, okay, once they lost with this Ezumi crap, and then they stabilize versus EG heading into this next week, they'll figure out their bot lane they'll play kate there's no reason you can't play it's not like a complicated champion she's not even weird in a team comp sense you know this isn't like learning senna where you need to find damage in other lanes potentially and other stuff like it's just fucking caitlin like i don't understand how people can't play caitlin it's just very standard ad gary and she's been around forever everyone plays caitlin even like aphilios is more like weird of an ad carry than caitlin right yeah and everyone had to play aphilios yeah, and like you're supposed to play around Caitlyn in the early game, so I guess it warps your playstyle a little bit to be bot centric more. But like, that's not that crazy. <laughs> I mean, a lot a lot of teams are comfortable being like, all right, we'll play for our first two Drakes, and then you know scale for third or see what the yeah. play looks like. So going like, oh, we have Caitlyn, let's focus bot side and Drakes. I definitely don't think is a huge wrench for any teams, except for maybe like TSM, um, because yeah, their most successful style has been like literally just yeah. Screw but, Drake's. But even, we'll but even they'll play Caitlyn. But yeah, they, they'll play Caitlyn. So yeah, I think, that's... yeah, I think that they like after the Golden Guardian series. I think they just kind of stylistically changed how they wanted to play on bot lane. I I don't think that it necessarily means that they're not going to play Caitlyn again. I think that they're just probably more comfortable with the matchups that they're doing well, right yeah, now and like TSM prior did, setting. TSM did play Caitlyn, no? They okay. played Kaylin in the Golden Guardian series, and I think from there on they only played Ash Senna. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, uh, C9 like was banning Kaylin though. Caitlyn, yeah. though. So if... yeah, C9 banned them on blue yeah. side too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. there is a That's potential. A thing, is... Oh, sorry. go ahead. Yeah. Right, was... There's a potential TSM actually completely abandoned Kate, but once C9 in game one banned Kate on blue, I think TSM took like a calculated gamble and said like we're not going to ban Kate because. If you're banning it on blue, you're probably banning it on red. And so right. they never even had to kind of show their hand that we could play it or whatever the ban would have been. Yeah, I think I think if it was up, they would have played it. So like I'm not ready to say that TSM's not playing Kate. I think they are. Uh and this is to the point that like you can play it with different play styles, I think. I don't I don't think you have to. Like just because C9 wants to be topside, like I think TSM wants to be topside, and I think they'll still play Kate. So mm-hmm. either way, I think with looking at the the TL series. Like, I don't think... T- TL has a different play style than TSM, but I don't think it's this deficient thing where they can't play things that are good right now in the meta like C9 wasn't able to. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's where I got into that kind of tangent about rat, rat, harping on C9's problems because I'm still not, con- like, 100% super convinced um, by TSM. Uh, so, like, I think, you know... Golden Guardians was a pretty good team. I, I I thought their win there was was pretty good. It was close. It was really really close. Either team could have took that series, but they I think had more experience and uh, played better in in clutch situations. C nine just looks like they had problems, um, and so going against TL, who took FlyQuest to five games, still uh, is probably still the favorite for me. But I do like TSM's play style more. I like that yeah. Broken Blade will play carries. I like that. They can maybe be both a blue side and a red side team, um, where they can use counterpick effectively. I don't think TL does anything with counterpick. I don't think they do 
No. Other so than Core JJ. Other than, yeah, it's Core JJ counter pick. And uh, I think that's easily avoidable with a lot of, you know, thresh picks and one, two, three kind of stuff. Yeah, there's enough power picks in the bot lane that you yeah. can't get hard. Like, if you want to take Kate Lux, like, there you go. What's You're going to pick Blitz into it. Okay, I get it. Now it's a little bit of a kill lane, but it's still hard for you. But they're, they're not going to open up Caitlyn from red side again. I think they yeah. learned that the first time they played against Flyquest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My... Uh... My gut has been right on the last two TSM games, so we're gonna we're gonna go all in right now. I am getting C9 Gauntlet vibes from TSM. I feel like they're powering oh, yeah. up in every one of these series, <laughs> and so I actually think TSM will. Oh, this is, it's funny. I always start these things, and I immediately halfway through think about the Reddit or Twitch chat vibes where they're like fucking double lift but. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. I think I think TSM <laughs> will beat TL, and I think TSM will make it to to finals and beat FlyQuest because I think that that's Ooh. just like the crazy shit that uh, that feels likely to happen. Good man, Travis. Good man. So Ooh. I don't, and I'm not saying that it's going to be a stomp. Um, I don't think it's going to be a three zero like you, but I, uh, and and I I am not a TSM fanboy um, <laughs> in the slightest, but. I think, you I, I think you love getting denied interviews and stuff. But back, back yeah, in the day. but but I I do I do get the the vibes that that's that's what's going to happen. So we'll see. I'm I'm going all in. I I got the intuition on the last two, and so we'll see if it carries through this week. I was I was so good at predictions in the regular season. Then we got the best of fives, and I've just been fucking it up all over the place. I don't know what my my record is for predicting series in playoffs, but it's probably not much better than 500. I will say. That my I am somewhat biased towards TSM right now because their subreddit is incredible to me. The, <laughs> uh, my my interview got posted there today in the top. But yeah, the the top oh, okay. co- comment in my interview thread on the TSM sub was, "Man, oh man, what a great interview! I'm so glad that I watched it without ad block. Watching without ad block is the best viewing experience. Also, liking the video, clicking the bell notification, subscribing to both this channel and the book channel really improved my life." Exp- it goes on. Anyway. Your integrity uh, stat is going way down. Yeah, no, it's talk. true. If listen, it's not Peter. It's not like interview access. It's the, when the subreddits. I'm so used to just being shit. On. Yeah, just so many <laughs> mean comments, and so when a single subreddit says oh, nice things and supports me. It's because that's, just... that's what that was. That was the sympathy card. Your uh, tweet this weekend when you were like, what fans think criticism is, what criticism really is, or, you know, like what, how, how fans really, t- whatever that tweet was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did like that tweet though. That was a good one. Thank you. Uh, Ellis, Ellis in the ch- Twitch chat right now saying, Hey, all TSM fans, I'm co-streaming this weekend. Literally just that. Now we know what he shows up to, to this chat. This is a marketing venture for him. He's like, if you guys don't like this shitty content, tune into my content. Anyway, sorry. Um, what, what were we talking about? Okay, yeah. So uh, my prediction think, is TSM. Yeah. Uh, you I'm, think I'm TL. TL, right. But uh, I'm very, you know, I'm not like hard believing in, in anyone. Right? I, I, I think FlyQuest is really good. I still want to believe in them. But if TSM comes out and like slaps the shit out of TSM using like TL, aggressive mean? tops and stuff, yeah. I, I'll TSM, be <laughs> Yeah. Hey, so you, yeah. you think if TSM beats TL, you think they'll beat FlyQuest? I I think so because TL and TS uh, TL and FlyQuest are playing similar-ish champions uh and neither is is re- willing to play tanks in the top lane. So if TSM can beat TL in a very convincing manner, I'll I'll feel good about them in the finals, but I'm still assuming that TL is going to win. I mean, that's I fair. don't know. 
I, 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 I'm down to entertain the TSM versus TL, um, like winning because yeah, TL yeah, is just has been very, very slow and kind of predictable, predictable, predictable and methodical. Um, and then yeah, Brox really didn't show up in their last series against FlyQuest at all, and I think Speak is kind of coming into his own. Yeah. Um, so I'm down to entertain that, but TSM beating FlyQuest, like, uh, I don't see how TSM can respond well to Ignar. Uh, TSM's bot lane has not been playing well for a long time. Um, their roster swaps, I think, are, set them in a in the right path, and I think they're improving. But I don't think they're going to be like kind of ready to deal with this kind of style that uh, Ignar has. And then, well, Spika has been improving. I don't know, dude. Santorin is kind of on another level jungler. The way that we saw like Blabber in Spring, where like no one else can be doing this right now, that's like Santorin's getting a bit closer to that kind of realm where it's like everyone below him is pretty far below Santorin. Um, so I'm pretty Same. worried if they play those range tops. I I feel like I see a like level two first blood on Broken Blade at like two minutes and thirty seconds every game. Yeah, I don't think Lucian top is the pick against FlyQuest. <laughs> I think I think no, it worked in the C nine series because they tried to go for like they 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 explained in I think in the interview at least Bjorkson did that they tried to go for some of these like ranged characters to try to just kite as much in team fights and they're kiting like I think uh, mm-hmm. one of the casters pointed out it was just like really good in a lot of their team fights and it seemed like they practiced a lot of these ranged heroes for specifically for uh, some of those comps. Yeah, I think I mean, but he has he has Jax. Um, I'm sure he'd be willing to play Camille or maybe Fiora. Yeah. Uh, he he is, and even like Vlad is range, but it's not like Kaidi range. It's dive range. Like I think, um, Broken Blade's champ pool is pretty strong right now, and Spika has some interesting stuff. But yeah, um, I wanted to clarify on one point because obviously the take is fairly spicy because TL was fairly fairly good for most of the split, and even though they lost like a really close series to FlyQuest, I think TSM just stylistically, I think they're going to match up really well for them. Because TL is going to tr- tend towards the scaling comps, and I think TSM is going to get a lot of early game aggression and shut down a lot of that before um, they're able to take any significant gain off of any of their comps. So that's just that's just mainly where the basis of my prediction is. Yeah. Not that it's going to be like a smash, like every single lane is just going to win outright. More that that's the way, with the way they stylistically match up is going to be way way more TSM favored, in my opinion. Well, it's going to be like TSM's either going to win or they're going to beat themselves against TL. Jabonski, uh, unfortunately, your mic is starting to get a little little wild. So why don't we uh, have you shout out, say anything you want to say, and then we'll move on to the next caller. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, shout out to Logitech for this fabulous Pro X where the mic never works. Uh, shout out to Alienware. Alienware, yeah. We got to get, get the shout out to Alienware. Uh, shout out to Travis for hosting this show. I really wish I could have seen you guys in April, but, you know, sometimes dreams don't come true. Uh, come to Texas again, though. We'll we'll definitely have some bangers. There's some great barbecue down here. Please come back. Yeah, well, uh, yeah that's it. Oh yeah, hope to make it. I I was really looking forward to it. So uh, sorry we couldn't. But thank you so much for the call. Thank you. All right, on to the next caller. Shout out to where where was I? Oh my God, so many people subbing tonight. Very generous. Thank you, everyone. Take them uh, back. Russell... Take the subs back quick. Uh, I monkey the adultish Gambino, the secret perk, <laughs> Canadian Chaos twenty two, nineteen ninety seven Elmo B Pimpin, CG Gladiator Rohilio, Pedro Polo, Warscript, Avitum, 
T. Kale gifted a sub to Brian Kibler. B. Muscles, Dark Alley. It's Genuine Walrus and Whistle Britches for one full year. Still waiting on Mark. The 396 Mayday Squid, Sexy Edges, Slick, Props is 14. Fish Sticks, 44 for 16 months. The oh. Volk and Rinda. Orochi, Orochi, is that how you say it? Orochi? Yes, Orochi. Orochi, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Chicago, Illinois. Have you been on the show before? No. Okay. It sounded familiar. Either way, thanks for being a sub. What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, I want to talk about the fact that I think that if TL loses a TSM next week, that's the only way they can perform well at Worlds. So TL, in order to perform well at Worlds, must lose against TSM this weekend. Yes. After they get 3-0'd, like the other caller said, it will be the uh, inspiration for their anime training arc as they run through the... Because the other thing that he's saying implicitly with this is by losing the TSM, they get the third seed out of NA. And then they'll have to play in Gauntlet, and we know Gauntlet is a buff. What? You mean plans? Plans? Plans, excuse me. Gauntlet plans. This is the same thing. Same idea. Yeah, well, when C9 dude, enters right? plans, it's going to be crazy. Um, no, okay, so do you think that, so do you predict that TSM will beat TL this weekend, Orochi? Well, I'm a TL fan, so I would want TL to beat TSM, of course. I hate TSM fans for the most part, and I wouldn't want them to, you know, talk shit for the whole week. But I think that if we lose to TSM and we get third seed, we go through plans, I think... That would do way more for our development than just going straight into groups. So shouldn't you want your team to lose then? I just feel like it's very short-sighted if you are a TL fan and you honestly think that their only chance of doing it well at Worlds is them uh, losing to TSM. But then, like in essence, by your own philosophy, you are rooting for TL to fail at Worlds. Well, I'm. Well, realistically, I think NA is going to get smashed at Worlds. Okay, and okay. I think that... So you are you think our one chance like the the Avengers thing, you know, you've seen all these possibilities and the one chance for NA to do well at Worlds is for TSM to beat TL. Basically, yes. We have to let the snap happen. We have to let yeah. Thanos get one. Yeah, we'll just on. let it happen. So just We're, to be clear, if now. you are uh Doctor Strange, like Doctor Strange does everything to make the one possibility happen, and again you are rooting, you're you're like, nah. Let's not have that happen. Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay. He's Team Thanos, I guess. Whatever. Anyway, so setting your that aside, is there any validity to to this idea, Mark or Prolly? Because I mean, it is it, like, for instance, I think part of the reason TSM is doing well right now is because they lost to Golden Guardians. They had to go into that crazy best of five against them. Uh, they came out of it. It does feel as though this, <laughs> these types of things can do. A lot for a team. What are you laughing at, Mark? Why does is LS has Thanos emotes? <laughs> LS has Thanos emotes? Yeah. That's gotta I be think... somebody somebody got on the phone with Disney. Okay. That's gotta be. Anyway, sorry. Um Mark, can you can you come back to us? Uh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I got distracted. Um I I know what you're saying about like, you know, when you lose your flaws get exposed. They already lost to FlyQuest. And I don't think you want, like, you have the players to really emulate 
TSM's play style, even if you think it's good, like, what are you going to put impact on fucking Lucian? Like, you know, what, what what timeline is that in, you know? So, like, I I don't know what losing to TSM does that losing to FlyQuest has, shouldn't have already done in some ways. Also, why isn't sending TSM into plans give them a big buff that helps NA out? Okay, so basically, I don't think it's losing to TO, TSM. I think it's just going third seed and going through play-ins more yeah, so. Yeah, but we're going to send a team to play-ins no matter what. So why is it TL versus... Uh... Are you saying like T TL is the highest ceiling? Is that the argument? Uh, yeah, that's exactly it. I think TL okay. has the highest potential out of all three teams. Okay, in order to achieve that, they have to... What? Why do we fall, Mark? So we can rise a better man so that we could get out yeah. of groups uh with team liquid apparently <laughs> dalinar is team is J yeah yes okay anyway anyway so <laughs> this conversation is so stupid in every direction <laughs> it's just awful references all over <laughs> <laughs> okay probably you were a coach that went to worlds did you think that it was <laughs> Remember, you're getting in and out, okay? I'll even, I'll even get you. Yeah, where double. is this in and out? I need this uh, to power me. Okay, yeah, go ahead. And ask your question. Your coach, if it, do you think it would be good for TL? Do you think NA has a better chance if we send them into plans? Uh, I mean, if the team is willing to learn and change, so that's kind of the thing I have against TL is like they haven't really adapted that much, and they haven't really shown anything other than like, I don't know. We're gonna probably scale. Like, I think Jensen kind of evolved a bit in Core JJ. But I think like the team as a whole is very much the same as they've always been. So, uh, giving them extra like is it a week or two weeks of practice and play-ins? I mean, they uh, will like everybody's look. going over there around the same time and doing yeah. the quarantine practice stuff. But yeah, but you get you that get the extra. Not real compared to like you sure. play one on best of five. You yeah. play one extra best of five in play-ins as a as a NA seed. Okay, so with that, I I don't know if if that extra best of five is going to be like the thing that changes team liquids you know style around where they can really learn that much more uh so I i'm not positive on that uh i, I don't also don't know why do you think tl has the highest ceiling i thought that was pretty interesting um i just think the players individually have demonstrated in the past and this split that they have the highest ceiling individually versus the other two teams Okay, so individually, their, their individual skill has a ceiling. Yes, individual skill. Okay. I could get behind that with Jensen and Core JJ. Impact. And maybe. I guess yeah. if you think like Broxa from 2018, 2019 Broxa was starting to slip a little bit. Even though he had some yeah. good, he still had some good games. I don't want to, I don't want to say he was bad or anything, but it. So I mean, I'm I'm down to entertain the idea. Like, yeah, they could be even better. Because I mean, I think like Poe outperformed Jensen. Uh, in their series, which was really surprising because I thought Jensen was like just kind of crushing all split. Um, so to see him, you know, take kind of the short end of the stick a lot, I was pretty surprised by. But I can see Jensen getting more out of this time and maybe developing a meta, but I really don't see TL being any different than they are now in like a month. Like, I, I feel like I could probably draft for TL in a month and be 80% correct. Yeah, I. I mean, like, this series was really interesting because, I like, the rub we had on, on TL was like, oh, they don't ever learn new picks. Like, when Volibear was broken, they didn't learn that. And when Wukong was broken, they didn't learn that. And then when... There's one other that happened earlier in the meta that I forgot early in the year. But then, anyways, at this point, that you know, they picked up 
Hecarim because it got buffed. They were playing Zyra as a counter pick. They picked up the Kogma. Like they were trying a lot of things in this series, actually, which made me feel good. So like in terms of the lesson that's that's there for them to learn in terms of finding things that still fit your play style but is branched out, I think they've done that. And all that's left to do is get better at that. I don't know what losing the TSM is going to teach you that you shouldn't have already learned because you're not going to play carries top. Really? You're not going to play like you're not really going to play all in dive comps. I mean, they kind of did. They tried to do that. I think it was game one. Um, You know, like, I I don't know. They are who they are. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. There's maybe I spoke too generally about team liquid, not learning because yeah, the Hecarim was definitely a cool uh, thing to bring out, but really I think, yeah, impact and Jensen, are going to be the same players and right like jensen is not going to start just roaming everywhere like he's going to stick to control mages maybe pick up a few um picks along the way but holistically their style in mid and top will stay the exact same and i don't think any change from jungle or bot can actually warp the game enough because the soul lane just have too much impact on the game so like if your top is like if if impact yeah starts playing these lucian veins and they start broxa and uh impact start having like crazy synergy they fight around top like that's going to be something that blows my mind. And I'm probably going to love Team Liquid forever because I would have never guessed they could do that. Um, but I think they have a good formula and I think they're going to follow it because I'll give them the best chance of success. So I, I I think TSM maybe with the extra week could do better and follow a little... I mean, we've seen TGAF this before. Series before. We've yeah. seen this before. Double have spent this entire year making people think he couldn't play Santa just so that he could bust it out. No. And- in this series and and get out and and i just i wonder if tl's not doing the same thing they've just jad is a mega mind who a big five head who has just been making everybody yeah. think that they have a shallow pool here comes the wukong into jason <laughs> yeah. this is nothing against jad this is just the play styles of oh, these I, players i think you're explicitly calling out jad probably <laughs> i'm just a jet hater now mm-hmm. yeah yeah. But the, all right, this double Asina thing is a huge joke because Asina has gotten so much better. All right, even the last time they played it and lost, it was good. But they just, you know, they suck, so they lost. Um, so yeah, when he pulled it out, I was, I was definitely not surprised. When the Caitlyn was out of the pool, I'm like, start playing Sina, guys. That's good. Well, well, I can't believe that you fell for his trap. Even now, you still think that he couldn't play Sina this whole time. Just wait till you see his Vlad at Worlds, probably. All right, that's when you're gonna. It's, then you're gonna collapse into a pool. You know okay, what I'm so I totally agree. His Senna got better. Uh huh. Nah, fuck this. But I was yeah, say, like, say, say the but. Like it, we talked about how it is one of the ones that does change your team comps a little bit, and like Team Liquid is yeah. not a great Senna team. Like you put Brox on Graves, it's not like that inspiring. Mm-hmm. You know, like Senna wants some carries from the jungle and top and some of these other positions, and like you know she. They don't really have them other than Jensen, you know? So, like, I can kind of see the argument that... I mean, he pushed back pretty heavily on the idea that, like, his, his Senna situation was ever as bad as people made it out to be. In the there was, like, one or two games, oh, right? Yeah. When played it, it sucked, and then it, it got better. Okay, so I'm, I'm just going to throw out criticism there. Like, he was not using any of his abilities properly. Like, uh, <laughs> when I saw Senna when it was first played, it was really frustrating to watch it because people would make mistakes, get chunked, and then just walk up and Senna cues him on cooldown. I remember a game, I think, was it this summer or was it spring? But I remember a TSM game where I was just, it had to have been this summer, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah I was just, yeah. I was watching it and I was getting so frustrated because Doublelift is sitting there with like three teammates, half HP, and he's not queuing on cooldown. And I was just sitting there like, 
it's a heal, man. Don't like wait for the opportune moment to get a huge Q. So that was when I was a uh, double if Senna hater. But I think as he played it more, I stopped seeing that mistake happen, and he's using you like E and W to get catches and stuff like that. So God, we've got Jat and double if on Prolly's list. Who else is on this <laughs> list? We gotta gotta take a look. Yeah, but Travis is on the good list. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that exists. Yeah, the good list is. Yeah, I think it's just a fabrication. It doesn't really exist. <laughs> there's no there's no good list. Uh, Orochi. I don't even know where. Oh yeah, we your your take was the we we must follow the rise take. Grow. I we all I, I think we all disagreed. I think was the takeaway. I I I honestly I don't disagree or agree. It's just such a wild take that I have no way to formulate a conversation or opinion on it either way. It's just it's like really difficult. I think I think it's I guess my biggest issue with it is you think that it seems to be TL's the only one that could do this, but I think. If you think that plans can be pretty big, and to Mark's point, it's not as much experience maybe as it seems. Uh, it is it is difficult to see that not helping other teams as well. I can see that. Either way, what do you what do you got for us here at the end before before we move on to the next caller? Um, shout out to Alienware, I guess. Okay. Dope. First off, thank you. Wait, thank you. But you got it. We can't do the I guess at the end, okay? It's just oh, got to come in. I'm so can sorry. You, can we get a we rerun a on that? Bite. Can you try again? <laughs> Shouts to Alienware. They have the best gaming computers. Thank you. That's going to help uh, my renewal conversations. Either way, thanks so much for the call. Thank you. All right. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to the next caller. Yeah, that was Kobe Naked. He does. As quarantine's been going on, he's just been taking more and more clothes off. Thank you to the Squirtle, Gambit Go, Rattles, Ion D, four one three nine, Robert Bruce, Mikhail, Baby Bladder, Biblo, Yasuke. Thank you for the host and uh, Chokonocho. Thank you for the prime. Barbinator is here. Barb, where are you calling from? Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Okay, wait. Have you did you call in recently? Uh, I called in last week. Okay, I knew it. Memorial is paying attention. Because it's anyway. the weird, weird town name. That's what got me. I didn't remember yes. his name, but what do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah. Uh, uh, essentially, I think Broken Blade is the best top laner in NA. And if it weren't for Bjergsen playing just absolutely out of his mind, he'd probably be in contention for playoff MVP. Hmm. Okay. Um. There's a lot to dig into there. There's he's the best top laner. He'd be the second best, like the second candidate for playoff MVP. Is okay. First off, is he playing out of his mind? Broken Blade is uh, playing the, in my opinion, Broken Blade is playing the best he's played since 2018 or was it 2019 spring? 2019. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, been around for two years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I I agree he's playing really well right now. Yeah, I agree with that. Do you, you have I, another I question coming? Top top performance that he's been at and he also seems to play better under pressure. He's always been better in playoffs. I mean, he showed that in his first finals when he almost won it for them. Do you guys think that that's what's happening here? Is he popping off in the, in playoffs? Playoffs buff? I guess I don't remember. What is this, uh, best of five year referencing where he almost carried him to it? Uh, I think he's talking about the TL finals in spring. I mean, he played a really mean of college. Oh, okay, yeah. And like some of that stuff. He he 
if TL and twenty nineteen spring. Yeah, yeah. If TSM had won that finals, I think there's a, a number yeah. of people who would have voted him as the the series MVP, mm-hmm. um, or at least like you would have had that kind of conversation. Um, I think he's he's he's. I don't know if he always gets playoffs buffs because he also has played a couple playoffs where they didn't do great. So I think there's maybe he's just a streaky player. Like when he's hot, he's hot. When he's when he's slumping, he's slumping a little bit. Maybe he's a little meta dependent. Like he needs to find the champs that he's going to hulk out on. Like in spring 2019, it was clearly like the Akali Aurelia. And there's one other champion that was meta at that time that I'm blanking on. That was kind of a melee assess. Aatrox, right? Maybe that was it. Akali Aatrox Aurelia. Um and now he's like finding a couple champs that are working for him again. Maybe maybe that's it. I don't know exactly. I think it was to... Vlad, actually, Mark. You were going to Twitch chat? What? It wasn't Vlad. That's not Dude, who it, was Vlad was not being played during Aurelia. Akali, that sounds like death. It got banned what? sometimes and what people played into GP. He he did he does have a good Vlad. Anyways, my point is yeah. he he's got he's, he sometimes looks really really good for whatever reason. Team meta individual performance spiking. You know he he seems to. Enter the conversation of one of the best top laners when he's playing well. I can agree with that. Yeah, I think his highs are high. I think streaky is the best way to describe him. I don't know if it's like he's an emotional player, maybe. Um, so when he has like, I mean, you would almost think it'd be the opposite, right? Like emotional players, I think, would have a hard, a tougher time in in these big moments, right? No, not not necessarily. necessarily. I mean, it's emotional like a... in terms of, like, that's what controls his ability to focus. So if he's, like, in a great mood, good mood, feeling confident, he's going to do really well. But if he's, like, questioning himself, he's doomed. Yeah, there's there's people that's who are steady, and then there's people who, like, ride high and ride that's real okay. low. Yeah. Okay. Like, ones are, like, no, yeah. That's you me get, as like... a person, I think. Yes, anyway, but so, so... when you're at a high competitive level, you have to, like, suppress Travis, your person. Because yeah, it was, it was you don't want to be just a person it competing. Was just a... It was just anyway. Travis so, has never competed in his life. He doesn't get it. That's not true at all. <laughs> I competed in Twitch Rivals last year oh, at TwitchCon, and I was nominated for a Gaffy for my performance in that uh, <laughs> tournament. So don't even you nominated yourself. There's a panel anyway. So <laughs> getting getting okay. back to this. All right. Okay. So do you guys think that Broken Blade is as of right now number two behind Bjergsen for playoff MVP? Is Bjergsen first for playoff MVP? I don't agree with that. Who would you put? Santorin. Oh, okay. Barb, what do you think of that? Because now, because now I, you're I think it's I think it's between those three for sure. Uh, Santorin is the only other person that has been performing at a higher level than. Didn't Santorin else, throw their fourth game? No. Did he? Chantorin throws? Wait. There was the base defense. There's the... Oh, no. I think you're thinking of Power of Evil. Power of Evil. Uh... Power of Evil had a couple of empty moments uh, on his ear in their last series. I think he threw yeah, he was the playing the Ori in the game four. Of one... No. I'll Are you go just back copying what Twitch chat was saying? No, Again. no, no. I'm not. I'm not okay. This time I'm not copying what Twitch chat is saying. I'm not always locking your eyes, so I can't tell if it's one of those ones where you're trying to blatantly rip off Twitch chat or. No, 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 no. I, I, my interview, I interviewed Santorin. We actually talked about it, so I need to, I need to go. In fact, my interview clip with, with Sneaky and Medios is, is somewhat poking fun at him for it. So whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Um, uh... setting, okay, setting that aside. So, so saying Santorin is up there, 
So, so probably it sounds like you would rank Santorin, Bjergsen, and then Broken Blade third. Yeah, I mean, actually, I think I, for the last series, I did vote Broken Blade over Bjergsen, um, for their last series, but I think the two series before that, I think it was all Bjergsen. So what they're two to one for yeah. Series I think so also, far? do you have to still be in contention? Because like, what about FBI? They did. They only won one. They went one and two. But he almost he was he was beaten. Aren't up. you in the regular split? Don't you normally say that the MVP should be on like one of the best teams? I don't say that. No, I say I it's per, like performance based. Like if if FBI has big lane leads and is playing team fights well in every game, even if his team's losing, you could argue. You know, his performance is incredible. What All else right. is he supposed well, to do? Flash forward to the FBI discussion. <laughs> I, uh... Sick transition, dude. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we got kind of into the nitty gritty there. I think you can make the case that Broken Blade is the best performing top right now. More so than like playoffs MVP and some of those those conversations. Um, he definitely has the most interesting champion pool. And he's playing a different style of top lane than the others right now. And the other styles are just naturally not in thing for viewers i think coaches and players can appreciate um you know like wow what a great shen game being down five cs to the counter pick vlad you know what great last hitting under turret but all the uh, small brains in twitch chat and reddit yeah all of them are like he's down cs he's losing solo sucks he, he fucking blinded shen four games in a row he has no champ pool and there's no way he's doing it for his team who needs counter picks in other positions and for comp reason mark, this is what this is what creating the blame game for so long allows mark to do he can literally incept a a, a twitch chat or reddit comment into his brain in any situation like it's not there but i'm pretending it is no, yeah. I'm just saying that, like that kind of play style will never make, will generally not make people make the argument that those are your best performing players compared to Renekton having you know monster plays or Lucian or Jax and these kinds of things. So it's tough to say who's actually the, the best one because they're not they're not playing in a while that make, a way that makes the comparison easy. I mean, I, I will say the people who are playing tanks, I think, uh, yeah, they're not going to stand out as much as these carry players, but. The flip side is like if the carry player makes one mistake, it's like <laughs> your fault. You yeah. lost the game. You died here. You, you lose. So I, I will say like Broken Blade, like he got caught out on Lucian one time, but it wasn't like a huge mistake. So I'll say overall, he's playing these like high risk, high reward picks, and he's pulling them off without like you know too much punishment. So I will give him extra credit because all these tank players maybe they don't get much attention, but when they mess up and engage or anything like that, no one really says much. Or, like, if they take too much damage and then have to flash out, we're like, he lost flash, but it's a tank, it's okay. So, yeah. I'll say there's more uh, criticism on Broken Blade when he picks like that, and I think he's been doing pretty well. So, I'm fine with saying that for him as a top laner, but comparing him to, like, yeah, what CoreJJ has been able to do in their series, or Santorin, or even, or like, Bjergsen, like, overall, or, yeah, FBI, um, I think they have done more in their games than Broken Blade has. And I think if Broken Blade has a standout performance against TL, they're able to do, um, you know, make impact at punching bag. I mean, that's and... probably... Huh? If TSM win, won't it be because of Broken Blade? If they do beat TL? Yeah, I think a big probably. reason why... Yeah, if they could beat TL, I think a big reason will be Broken Blade's... Uh, you know, champ pool is aggressive and they can actually play a top carry, which not many teams are doing. So, I already said, I think TL's kind of slow 
um, adapting, and they haven't played against many teams that you know focus topside that much. I think, yeah, I pretty much agree. I uh, I also just have a, a a preference for when the meta seems to like uh, carry champs that you're actually playing them. Uh, I don't think tanks are necessarily bad in the meta either because I think Europe plays a lot of tanks as well. Um, so you know, like LPL has its style. EU seems to have another style. They they still like you know, and there's teams in, in both regions who are playing them. Like uh, that, it's not like this style. This region only plays this style, but I think both are good right now. I just appreciate when someone's willing to take the risks that you know probably's talking about because I think a lot of times in North America in particular, like what was happening with Wukong, it's like we're, I could play Wukong, yeah. yeah, and I could learn a new champ and I could fucking int. Or I could play Orn, and no one gives a fuck because I gave you, you know, 5,000 free gold at 28 minutes into the game. And a lot of North America goes, all right, yeah, I'll do the Orn. So I, I appreciate Broken Blade, what he's doing a lot. And I would I would say he's probably the best playing top laner right now and could end up the series. Right now, I, I'd say Bjerg's probably the playoffs MVP for TSM. And you can debate Santorin and CoreJJ as well. But Bjerg... Broken Blade could end up if he hulks out on both these top laners playing weak side tanks. Well, we'll have to see how it goes, Barb. It sounds like we're not convinced yet, but either way, thank you for the call. Anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller? Uh, Alienware is amazing, and I wish I had one, but I don't. Alienware.com slash Travis, 17% off right now. Barb, thanks so much for the call. Thank you. Have a good okay. night, guys. Have a good one. Yeah, All right, that's that's got... an interesting one. Two more callers to go. Mark? Oh, there he goes. Okay. I would... Uh, oh, in uh, MP Carlson. Thank you for the prime. I was just about to say, nobody has subbed recently for me to shout out. And then MP Carlson subbed. And Mark is back already with Shadow Spectre. Shadow Spectre, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Chicago, Illinois. Which I got to call out Orochi for because he said Illinois. Not yeah, okay. I hear that too. <laughs> I didn't say so you think he though. wasn't calling? Like, you think he's an imposter? No, no, I, I don't think that. I just think he, he pronounced it DS by mistake. Can't do that. <laughs> well, either way, what do you want to talk about on the show? So my topic is that in light of the Immortals announcement today, that I think that the NA League scene needs to have more legal analysis and a more open, inclusive spread of contract information in order for the LCS to better thrive. Are you a lawyer? I am a lawyer. Okay. Um... <laughs> Okay, so what? Yeah, help understand. Need you to submit your bar, uh, yeah, like yes. your, your, all your information, hey, so we can. The LCS is this. no stranger to people claiming that they are lawyers when they are not. <laughs> anyway, what? What? Probably really like that one. Which one? I like, that's a good one. I like what? That. What? Uh, which? What do you want to uh, help me get through this, Shadow? What? Sure. What is yeah. it that specifically that you're you're meaning by all this? Sorry, I'm stuttering over my words. No, yeah, so I want to preface my comments by saying, like, first of all, I'm a commercial litigation attorney in Chicago. So a lot of what I do is breach of contracts, dealing with like businesses. Um, and so I think that esports has good agents and good legal minds, but I think that they just well, need more. Well, already of them. you're off to a rough start with me. But sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> and so, well, basically, uh, I think that you need, uh, like, the esports community needs to do a better job of opening up what contracts players are entering into, and that really will help the labor markets, right? You're gonna help players a lot by doing that because it helps with rookie minimums, guaranteed money, um, especially because the life of a, of a pro player can be pretty volatile. 
I mean, if you look at just the difference between the NFL and the and Major League Baseball, you have just the way guaranteed dollars are treated, hard salary caps versus soft salary caps. Nobody really understands how you know the esports market treats that. And in particular with league, it's it's still like uh, you know you still have a lot to kind of that's left undetermined. And as more revenue comes in, we need to kind of figure out how to so, do that. Sorry, when you say that you want to open up the contracts, what does that mean? So do you, are you saying you want everyone to be able to view these contracts? Or? Yeah, like open, like for, for players as well? or Because you start talking about like revenue and stuff. Also. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I'm trying to understand, like, I understand the philosophy, right? You want there to be more transparency. You think that's good. We've talked about that before in the past. And years ago, I even made a video saying I thought player salaries should be public. I'm well, asking specifically what you, what this would look like. So for example, I think a good way of doing this is the way the NBA does it. So if you Google an NBA rookie contract right now, you'll get a standard PDF of what it looks like. And if you do like research on it, you know that whatever salary is offered based on where you're picked, uh, you can negotiate anywhere between 80 to 120% of that salary. Almost all NBA teams will give you the 120%. I don't find, I don't see the PDF when I Googled it. <laughs> NBA rookie know. contracts? I, I and Googled NBA rookie contracts. So I see people talking about them, but I don't see a PDF. Okay. I'm just doing, this, this is a show where we do live fact checking of our, <laughs> okay. and that's I think what, I that's found it. I just added PDF at the end. Okay. Okay. I think I found it, but I can't tell. It's called CBA, CBA 101. 101. No, this is just between. Right. Yeah, this is. Hmm. NBA right, so, uniform player so, contract. Uh, IP mail. I'm looking oh, at downloaded the DocX. I got a I virus. I got a virus. <laughs> oh my god. That'd be this awesome. This is what this whole call is on purpose. It's installing oh legal agency on my computer. Um, okay. <laughs> so anyway, sorry. So let's just say we could find this contract. So, um, I, but that's like an example contract, right? I assume that you can't just read any NBA player's contract. No, no, and I don't think necessarily that you should be able to read the specifics of any player's contract, but I think there should be a uniform understanding of what, you know, things players can get. And then you can add in certain clauses for, obviously, like, you know, somebody like a doublelift or a Beerton has differences in their contract versus, you know, somebody like an Ica who just got released from Immortals. So um, are you saying this needs to, like, change or improve because orgs are taking advantage of players or because players aren't getting enough with their contracts because the players don't know or both i guess or both i think it's a little bit of both i i, I do think it benefits owners as well because a lot of like i feel like the control is still behind riot like they're the ones that own the ip as well so you have this weird kind of like third player whereas you don't have that in sports you just have owners and and players and now you have Riot who essentially has to divulge power away to owners. That's what franchising was. It was Riot saying, hey, we're going to let owners have a little bit more say in how contracts are negotiated and how revenue is brought in. Well, right? To, with, to be sorry, clear, the, sorry, just, I, just because I, I think perhaps you have a misunderstanding. The owners always negotiated directly with the players. Um, and I don't think that, the, and, and increasingly over time, I think Riot, to my understanding, has put more work into like standardizing what or restrictions on what it can and can't go into a contract. So for instance, um, even, even the players association helped with this last year, right? Where, uh, what was the thing you could be dropped right before the, uh, there was the echo box situation yes, two years ago. You, 
Yeah, and you could you could be dropped right before was that two? I think that was last year. You could be well, dropped I right before be. the trade um, or the window closed or whatever, and so you, you got you got screwed because you couldn't get signed for a team or whatever. So, so my only point is like it it used to be like the team lawyers, I think, are generally quite good at putting stuff in there that is. I have heard I have heard at times borderline predatory and so Riot in response to that over the years has had to um, adjust like to put restrictions on no you can't have this in your contract no you can't have this in your contract your contract has to guarantee this so Riot has already done this I don't think franchising has changed that um, to to anything I have ever heard Shadow so I don't know if you've if that's been reported somewhere else and I misunderstood or you have information I don't, but like Riot already has been over time increasing this. Not really necessarily disagreeing with anything you're saying. I'm just saying like franchising didn't really change that. In fact, franchising increased the amount of agents that are in the scene. So I think you now have less instances, especially of established players versus rookies getting it taken advantage of. I mean, I, I think Riot's changed a good deal of how contracts are allowed to be written. Like in terms of yeah, organizations taking control of players because I know uh, you used to be able to have a non compete clause as a org. You can put that in, so if you kick a player, they wouldn't be able to play for a year technically. And I think they did away with that a while ago. Um, so I I don't know. I mean, Are we've there... heard the stories of Poe Belter signing away his rights to Winter Fox or whatever a long time ago too. So um, yeah, there's like they used to be pretty bad. So sorry. Yeah. Anyway. No, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, yeah, just nowadays I feel like the orgs have less chance to like yeah, take too much of the pie. So I, I feel like if anything needs to change, it would be players being more knowledgeable about what they should be asking for or what's like out there in the marketplace. And I think, I think yeah, to, it's really hard to get a gauge of what's out there. And to Travis's point about agents in the esports scene, like the thing that an agent is supposed to be able to do is say, hey, I have this wealth of experience. I know what these contracts look like. I have X amount of other people I'm dealing with. I know what contracts should have in them and should not have in them. And when they're trying to pull a fast one on you, and that's where the 10 to 20% agents taking off the top is valuable, is that experience and their ability to handle that, as well as also negotiate for you and hopefully you know, result in a higher paycheck than, than what you get on your own. So, like, so sorry... But back to your your point, Shadow. You you still worry that right now the players are getting screwed. Yeah, I, I like I absolutely think that. I, I think that especially with the uh, kind of like you have players who can be. I, I think um, like in sort of like I kind of shifting away from what we were talking about earlier. Not just with the clauses that that players don't really have knowledge about and don't know how to seek that information, but also even you know high level players who can afford representation also get screwed from you know the lack of uh, a legal understanding from even a media perspective um, which is a little bit different than kind of what we were talking about i think a good example of this would be the like what happened with tsm and lean and double lift and what conflicts what a conflict of interest is right like i know i don't think anybody reported what a conflict of interest was properly and so you had everybody accusing you know like tsm of violating conflicts of interest when it could have very easily been resolved with like just literally anybody else in the room with Lena, you know, as the general manager saying, well, okay, we're going to pick up double lift because, or we're going to, you know, punish double lift because, you know, for whatever reason, if we, if they wanted to bench him, 
all you would need is some level of oversight and there's no conflict of interest. And I think players get hurt when they don't have, when the scene doesn't have more legal minds and when they don't either can't afford legal representation or they don't try to find a way to educate themselves. Yeah, I mean, they um, usually get this stuff through their agent. Right. So, so that's like the, like if, if you are, I think there are two ways to interpret what you were saying based off of my understanding of the scene. One is you could be critical of the existing agents because perhaps you feel like they are letting down the players that are in the space already. Um, or And or you can be critical of players who are not taking agents because they are perhaps screwing themselves over. And by the way, I don't think that at all times every player has the opportunity, right? Like there are probably rookies coming out of scouting grounds that don't necessarily immediately have an agent or anything like that available to them. But um, I think that that is perhaps where you are are frustrated because those agents, even if they are not lawyers themselves, should have access to a legal team who can assist in drafting, interpreting contracts, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. And I think greater transparency in the scene when you have a better idea of what baseline contracts need to look like, allow people on the outside to be able to research those topics. When I was in law school, I was trying to find topics to be able to research for esports. And I found it increasingly difficult when like if I want to look at intellectual property laws, labor and employment trends, even right now, things that are going on with like Lyft and Uber, the gig economy and where that's headed, people are writing papers about that in law school right now. I and mean, I do. I, I think esports has been writing the line on some law stuff for a while, right? Like gaming houses, I do not necessarily think are always the wisest legal decision. <laughs> I am no lawyer, but I, I certainly imagine that there are a lot of li there's a lot of liability that people open themselves up to, or the company, the teams are opening themselves up to with these things, which is part of the reason I think you've, you've partially seen more of a shift to offices over time. So I do agree, by the way, have you ever thought about writing any uh, about this or whatever? Because I think part of the problem, right, is that like, this is not something that is easily done by myself or Mark or other creators. Like it does require a bit of a legal, um, perspective and by the way a lot of the the, the lawyers that we see mark is in is doing an impression of a lawyer right now um a lot of the lawyers that we do see in the space are somewhat conflicted right like when bryce blum opines on what players need it's a little rough whenever he's sitting on the opposite side of the table from their agents whenever these contracts and negotiations are happening i, I definitely thought about it uh, i think i've tried i mean it, it's kind of i think for me i'm a little bit of an outsider so i've reached out to some esports attorneys in chicago's just to try to see their perspective um but uh i definitely haven't i haven't gone out of my way to write anything yet um i've still i'm still trying to i guess like see if there are ways in which i could influence it from the inside rather than the, rather than the outside um but i've never had any luck kind of like communicating with anybody within the scene yeah well uh I mean, I you got the luck this time. Yes, you got, on, you got on the show, so um, ho hopefully you can continue. Because I do, I do agree. I would like to see more conversation around this stuff. And like, good example. Here's the ironic thing: Twitch chat right now is like, oh, resident sleeper. Can't believe Mark picked picked this caller. But then all these same people will be having incredibly hot takes around conflict of interest and uh, contracts and Equifox stuff or whatever. Like. No, no interest in a topic that is about increasing the legal conversations and understanding of how this stuff works in the space and increasing transparency, but a lot of opinions whenever a legal dispute comes Here's up. Here's the thing. So you need to funny. be able to demonize someone, and this take isn't doing that. 
Yeah, so when true. I say, yeah, who Echo did it? Fox who shouldn't be allowed to treat their players yeah. that way. There needs to be more legal oversight. I actually don't want to talk about the legal oversight. I just want to complain about Echo yeah. Fox. Sure. <laughs> Shadow, any uh, any shout outs or anything before we go on to our last caller? Well, I mean, if it's okay with you guys, I was gonna shout out my own social media. If players, you know, are interested, if they want to reach out and and kind of talk about different, you know, legal issues, if they have questions. Uh, sure, go for it. Okay, I don't know if you have any disclaimers or anything, you're supposed to put it into this legally, but you would know more Hashtag than I. Hashtag ad. <laughs> no. well, well, yeah, so I appreciate that probably. So, yeah, I guess technically it would be a hashtag ad uh, for the FCC. Um, obviously, like in any conversation with me, the disclaimer would be that I'm not your attorney um, unless we were ever kind of engaged in that type of relationship. But this would strictly be kind of talking about things from a general perspective. But What's your anybody can, Yeah, anybody can find me on Twitter at uh, S-A-M-E-E-U-L underscore h-a-q-u-e so if you have questions please feel free to reach out thanks for the uh, also just as a general tip of advice uh, reddit loves the comments that say or like the reddit threads if there's ever a drama going on around something legal just say oh yeah lawyer here yeah lawyer here there you go hot take and then they'll fucking click they'll eat that shit up <laughs> I don't know. I saw it with the TSM Lena and like double lift stuff, and I like that stuff was a mess. And I don't think anybody really got it right. Yeah, that's not surprising. You should, if you made that Reddit thread and gave, and gave your points to you, you would have been number one. Either way, <laughs> yeah. But, and by the way, you never even have to prove your credentials. There's also right. Of no one knows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's smart than last name. Yeah, yeah. So people can look me up. So, Either way. Like, yeah. <laughs> thanks. For, thanks for the call. Thank and, you very uh, much. Yeah. See ya. All right. Off to the last caller. You're not going to say anything about Mark's brown beard now? No. It's not real. I mean, Mark is about as contrived and inauthentic as they come, so I'm not surprised <laughs> that even his facial hair is fake. What do you mean? He's back. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh... <laughs> uh what what is your i'm trying to escobar yeah yeah it's etienne escobar yes like jack etienne uh yeah i was i was wondering if you were just like it was just gonna be jack where you were coming in with a your last name plus like a a a, a sus last name i think it's bullshit that c9 didn't get to worlds yeah i, I figured because this was gonna be what i was gonna say i suspect like can you imagine what Jack is doing behind the scenes right now, Fpod hearing this Vietnam thing? He is like every person he can possibly call it right right now. He's being like, hey guys, just so you know, C9 super ready to go to Worlds if you guys need to fill that other slot. Really down. Think it's a great idea. Imagine the fans. Think about the story. You know, we could we've been practicing. Think about So anyway, Jack, uh, where are you calling from? I'm from Austin, Texas. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, my take was that TLA lost a fly because they used the winners' finals to try new comps to sh try to show to other teams that they were flexible, and it obviously did not go that well. So I think they're just going to use this week to practice what they have, and then they're going to three O TSM and three O fly to get first place in the day. Hmm. I think there's some truth to that. I do think they use winners' bracket to try out stuff. Um, I do think, however, that they believe this also gave them the highest chance to win. And it was a bonus that it was a new comp. I don't think they were playing these comps going like, eh, if we lose, it's whatever. I think they still were playing it uh, 
because they thought they were X amount level good at it. But if they go back to their normal style, I don't agree with them being able to 3-0 either team. I believe they could win, but not 3-0. I think that's very far away from what TL can accomplish right now. Why Why do you not think 3-0? Um, because I think the way that they play and what they've shown is going to be a really slow style. It's going to be tank top. And I doubt no other team can come up with a strategy to beat them in one of those three games because they don't play this unbeatable style. We talked a lot on the desk about how they like don't really beat themselves. But in this last week, as soon as they started changing comps and then trying to go back, they started making those mistakes where they're giving the opponent a chance to actually beat them. And FlyQuest did a good job of punishing that. But that was a kind of a new mistake Team Liquid started to do where they're showing some kind of holes in their play. And I don't think it was a comp-specific problem. Right. I mean, even if you assume that the caller's take is right, I still think you need to give TSM and FlyQuest enough respect to say like, hey, they're still good enough that a TL playing their bread and butter and playing well could still drop a game in a five-game series to these teams. Um, I also totally agree about Prawley's point about like, or the caller's point too, I guess, about like they were definitely experimenting a little bit more. I'm sure they had great success with these comps and scrims. I don't think you ever lose a bunch while experimenting and then go, fuck it, still running it game one. <laughs> you know, like, I don't think any team has ever done that. So they must have been having some success with this kind of dive focus with Shen, Hecarim, Akali. And if I'm being honest, it's a pretty good sounding comp. You know, if the enemy team especially has any form of a mobile backline, like that sounds pretty, pretty dope to me for trying to kill someone. It seemed good. It's definitely not what their strength is. And, you know, Jensen didn't get a zero to, till game five. When, you know, if you ask me what Jensen's best champ this split was, it was Azir. So, I think there Actually, are some of these things. Or are you going to just, you think he had a better champ? Or No, uh, no, I think that's a good point. Is Yeah, I think TL finally did get, like, their comp in that game five. And I think they were getting, like, outperformed. That was one like, of the biggest in, stops in the in Yeah, the that was, like, yeah. one of the biggest ones where they had, yeah, Azir, Ash Bard, like, and Orn. I would yep. say that all four of those, like, super high tier for TL. Volibear, I would say, is, like, pretty high up there. Maybe not the highest. Um, but, yeah, they yeah they got smashed in this game. And I thought this was, like, when I saw this draft, I was more scared for FlyQuest. Because I was like, oh, this is, like, exactly what TL wants. And then FlyQuest is also rolling, like, a, kind of a pick comp. Not very good team fights. And the games were decided in team fights. So this is what kind of worries me about TL being able to 3-0. It's like, I did see them have their own style. And someone who has a similar style to them was kind of able to twist the game and make it more about picks and skirmishes and team fights and beat them in that fifth game. I mean, I guess we're going to have to see how things go over the course of this. I, I, I mean, it. Caller, I mean, what what gives you so much confidence? I mean, especially that you think it's just going to be a sweep. I think the main reason is, like, in that Fly series, the best player for TL was tactical. I would say throughout all five games, he's really good. And, like, while he's a good player, I think if your best player on TL isn't Core JJ or Jensen, like, the team is just having an off series, I would say. So I really think next week, I do not think Jensen and Core will both underperform at the same time. I think if both are performing or even if one's performing, you easily win that series. Oh, man. What's... You think Core? I mean, I agree with Jensen definitely having a bad series. I think it's like a college game looked pretty good, uh, but other than that, it looked kind of messy. But I don't know. I thought Core was actually pretty solid most of the series. You, you thought he was uh, weaker than he usually plays? 
I just felt like on, especially the Zyre game, he kept getting caught on hooks twice yeah. that affected the leads. And then even on the Bard game, I felt like he didn't. He was like too shy on Bartles and stuff and didn't try to make any plays, which is a result why they just got bled out because they didn't try to do anything. And he usually tries to make plays on Bard. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree that Tactical was their was their best player, but he's he's often been in a lot of times like there's not second best. I don't know how to put this, but like Jensen's the primary carry in a lot of their games, but he's yeah. he's the backup, and he's not like oh shitty backup kind of like he's often hulking out in their games. He he has been incredible all year long and easily could have been. I mean, he got rookie of the split for a reason. So I think. Jensen underperformed a little bit, but it also speaks, I think, to FlyQuest's strengths. They're so good at fucking up your game plan. Like, if there's one thing they do well, it's that they fuck up your game plan. Like, I have no doubt that should TSM beat Fly, uh, TL and go play FlyQuest in the finals, FlyQuest will have this game plan around shitting on these, these uh, you know, volatile carries, like probably was saying, when you look bad in these, you look really bad. Like, Santorum will have some weird-ass paths. He'll have some awkward gank timings to throw Broken Blade for a loop. That's what they're good at. And Ignar's really good at roaming and leaving bot lane. So, like, I think they underperformed in the sense that they went up against an opponent playing really well. And League is a zero-sum game. And when someone else is playing well, you're almost always going to look bad. I do think that the Jensen-Bjergsen thing is somewhat being underhyped. We're trying to to rush (laughs) out a video at TGI for maybe Wednesday or Thursday uh, that looks at that matchup or rather it looks at those two players historically. And the fact that Jensen has been okay over there, Mark. Uh, the f- yeah. Mike's jumping at my cats. Okay. Um, yeah. There's a very large cat uh, on the bed <laughs> right now. Uh, but the fact that <laughs> the fact that Jensen has been really downplaying TSM and downplaying Bjergsen, I feel like should put a lot of pressure on, on him to perform that match. So I'm interested to see how it goes. I did like the... Do you not see that like Reddit comment about like the game four when Jensen picked Zillion? Oh. <laughs> I didn't see this. <laughs> it, it, it was basically just like Jensen like wanting attention about uh, his yeah, Zillion yeah. being better than Bjergsen's Zillion or something like gotcha. that. And it, it's a hypothetical situation, but I like the idea of it. He's like, he picked this champion you know, in an elimination match to try to prove he's better. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I also just liked all the, the copy pastas with like, you know, he, I think the quote that Jensen said was like, TSM's totally overrated. I can't believe oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's just like, Jensen's so overrated. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe like, uh, just with, just yeah. with the, the conversation that's got on the last month, there's so much on the line for like personal pride. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like, like it by the way. And this is like, I really, I'm really worried that, you know, everyone's going to shoot on Jensen. Jensen's going to lose and everybody. And like, pro players just won't do it again. You know, like, this has been nice. This has been fun to see somebody try to build themselves up and, and pass down the, the favorites. So I think, I think it's enjoyable. Yeah. It certainly makes our jobs more interesting. Yeah. So, it, yeah, for sure. And it, like, that means you can still meme him if Jensen loses, but like the whole like slide into the DMs, like, that one Travis posted and they're like, yes. fuck you, Jensen, you suck and you'll always be in Bjergsen's shadow and I hope uh, you die. You know, uh, like yes, that. Yes. That's not a meme, dude. That's not. <laughs> hey, listen, pro players get paid a lot of money, Mark. It is my right based off of how much money their organization pays them to be able to DM them terrible things. Anyway, uh, Escobar, any shout outs, plugs, anything you want to say before we uh, wrap up the show? Uh, just thanks for doing this show. It's like, 
in all your interviews, it's really cool to see league players' perspectives and just all these calls and takes and your opinions on them. Thank you. It's really fun to do the show. I think, I mean, I was thinking about this earlier today, Mark, when we first started the show, you remember what our like only, uh, not that I think of the other shows as a competition, um, because we suck, but do you remember what the only other competition was? When we started this? Yes. No, I, I honestly It was Scara and Cutie Pie show. They that's how show. long that's how long this show has been running. I was doing a show with Scar before Before this, yes. But then Scar and Cutie Pie did their show. Um what was it? Beyond the Rift. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about Beyond the Rift. Yes. Yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. like it it feels so long ago. This this is um I mean I think the dive might beat us and I guess summoning insights been around for a long time, though it's been going on off the hiatus. Like, hiatus yeah. I if you told me that we are the longest running non riot show at this point in time, I would I would believe you. Because we God, and we're not even good. Because I think we're coming up on three years. So Well it's good when better. someone comes on, but not always here. Oh probably here still. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Escobar, thanks so much for coming on the show. We uh we'll catch you next time. Thank you. All right. Anyway, I think that's all it. Let's get me out of here, huh? Yeah. Mark, what do you want to plug? What do you want to shout out? What's going on? I uh, just want to plug uh, next week's games, it's the finals. Uh, we have some dope storylines. I think everyone should watch that. Uh, I don't know where we're at with the book thing. Are we still doing one this week? Um, no. So there? because I've been focusing on your project, I have not finished editing the the last video. Right. Um, so we're. Right. So we we still got some time, but I think once once I'm done with uh your project, I will be able to to light back up the book so channel again. All right. On 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 this other this other favor, can I ask like what percent you think you're th- what? You I don't. I don't. Third? I'm not interested in having this. <laughs> oh no! But All I right. can deliver the first third of it to you tomorrow. Oh god! Is you're that, not. That dude, you, geez, Are you baking face. him All a right. cake? No. All right. So probably's turn to do there, this. I'm, I, there's a set of uh, self photographed images uh, that Mark has requested of me in different outfits. And anyway, probably, what do you got? What do you want to shout out? What's going on with you? Uh, I am really worried that I'm not going to get my in and out. So can I actually when, get? Yeah. A when do you want to? When do you want to do that? Because yeah, you need to. We have to you mask have to go up. There. I get. Yeah. Oh wait, am I delivering it to you, or are we like going together? I mean, we can go together. That's fine. I mean, if you had it delivered, <laughs> okay, now, then I'm it'd now be, realizing. It, it's I a thought the priority was you and I going together. Now I'm realizing you're like, yeah, I could go with you. I guess so. Now I'm realizing the priority was the in and out. Yeah, actually, I, I actually, do, I like the fan, the fandom of me opening my door and you're there, and I get to be upset with you or something. Be like, yeah. it's late. It's cold. What are you doing with your life? And there's also like a bit more guy? of a personal. You could be like the Twitter DM. Yeah, the servitude part. Yeah, maybe you could feed me the fries as well. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's uh, if, if you go together, it's more maybe, like your friends. Maybe during a non-pandemic, I would feed you the fries, but I'm not. I'm not putting my hand in your mouth. <laughs> Do what are those little dino claw things? You mouth. know, like just pick it up. It's oh, like the, the Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, the, and then. You could film it and boom, content two for the, one. I like get my the in thing out, that they used to pick content. up trash on the side of the road or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, preferably with some trash residue on it. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> but uh, that's that's my priority right now. I haven't in and out in a long time, and yeah, I'm on keto, so I only get to eat it once a week. So next okay. Monday is going to oh. be the day. Wait, so we, it's a specific day. Yeah, it has to be. To do this on. I mean, I guess I this guess, was I guess part of the agreement. Up. I guess switch it up. New rules up. I love it. 
Yeah, I feel like I do not agree to a specific. I'm also day. doing intermittent fasting, so you have to be here at 6 p.m. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. All right, Mark's giving these during ideas. rush hour. You need to deliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm worried um, about because this is something you can't just like you know pay someone to go give it to me. It's like you have to go do it. So I'm really worried that Travis is not going to pull through. So I hope anyone watching can pressure Travis with me to uh, make sure he fulfills his promise. Yeah. Well, the community has pressured me to do all sorts of great stuff in the past, and it doesn't usually work out well for them. Uh, anyway, uh, for me, we, oh, the double lift interview is up. Go check it out. I think it's really good. It's very long. Uh, and then I, uh, as long as I can complete this project I'm working on for Mark, I will hopefully have a video for the book YouTube channel. I feel really bad that I didn't do one last week because I've been trying to do one once a week. We only have two up so far. So, um, either way, uh, keep, take a look for that if you want to out books i feel like there was something else i want to shout out but uh oh i have a tiktok and i've posted my first yikes. tiktok travis gafford check check Wait, me out on tiktok mark that's, saying that's, yikes i thought you like tiktok mark not travis gafford tiktok my tiktok uh, is good people really like it we done here <laughs> either way thanks everyone this has been hotline league 130 one thirty. Eight, what? seven. I think it was. I think it was eight. I think it was eight. It's one thirty-eight. Yes, Hello. that's right. Okay. All righty. Catch you guys for later. Watching and uh, catch you next time. Bye.